And Getting Sports with the Drunk, now live on PPRN's new platform. Yep, that's us. No no, no applause necessary. They're joined by the, the, the normal crew. We've got uh, the Riddler, who's set, settling in, getting ready for a big show. Sorry, the, the intro can't be heard by all. But I didn't right, did, what, yeah, why didn't you just do the thing you did last week? Well, let's just begin. We're live this week. Oh, this Hi, guys. I'm now confused. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome to us. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. Live on Fucked It Up. <laughs> listen, could we have benefited from a rehearsal? Maybe. A little bit. Hey, listen, but, we're not hey, about rehearsal. We, we roll with the punches here. <clears throat> You should have gave us a warning, Ken. I just said that we we're going to go and it's going to be a little bit rough. Just bear with <laughs> me. And you never threw it. Well, I wouldn't just be talking just to go blah. But did you make any motions? No. I I told him to be quiet and I started cable. talking. Oh, what was in here? Uh, well, well, let's get into it. Milk, yeah. nope, right? Oh, oh God! You just had a glass of milk in your room. <laughs> no, no, we had cereal one night. Got it. Here I night. thought we've had some pretty rough openings, but this is something. Hey, Kyle. Oh, That's okay. Fuck hey, you, Kyle. Kyle. I didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm gonna go get one. All right, I'm gonna kick you guys to fall. I'll be back. No, just leave it on the thing. I can get out. Are you getting some milk? Oh, well, leave it on the thing over there. I don't want to hold it. I hold that iPad all day. I don't want to hold it tonight. So, uh, yeah. Uh, does anyone, do, do people have beers besides the, the, the drinking thing we're doing tonight? I do not. I don't, but I can. You don't have to. Just... Kyle, me too. Um, we don't have to. I just didn't know if anyone did. I, I do actually have to get out of the fridge, but it's no, it's nothing special. It's it's not even a beer. So you're gonna it's an apple cider for not remembering that it was gonna be a little rough, but then you you don't even come prepared with a beer. Well, I didn't have a beer. All right, I guess we'll just do toast to excellence then. All right, mass. We don't have a starting lineup. Uh, starting lineups, Paul, do you want to go through what we're drinking, or do you want to just talk about it when we actually get into that? Uh, okay, fine. Our starting lineups is that we're doing a mock sheen washable slash Kendall Reed inspired drinksgiving. And I guess we'll go over that as we get through next week. Or, uh, through next week. Jesus Christ, it's going to be a long <laughs> night. Um... My toast of excellence is to the Saints' defense. They've allowed one touchdown in the last three games. They've also recorded 14 sacks, 28 tackles for a loss, six interceptions, two fumble recoveries, and one turnover on downs. Is that real? Yeah. Oh, my God. Good for them. Uh, my toast of excellence is to ESPN's fantasy football platform. 
for, oh. my, <laughs> for listing Taysom Hill as a tight end in my $1,000 league. <laughs> so he scored what, like 30 points for you? Yep. In the flex spot. Yep. Way to uh, go, uh, ESPN. ESPN Fantasy Football. My thousand dollar league. That was my toast excellence. Taysom Hill's a tight end in that. Not for Fuck. Uh, they'll just change him to a TN, TEQB. They said take him out of the tight end. But, yeah, I saw a thing that said they're taking away the tight end designation. Yeah, they don't take it away. They don't do that. They don't make changes like that in fantasy. They'll just add a slash to it. Because they did the no, same it, thing for it, it happened, I mean, at least this was Yahoo a couple of years ago with Jalen Samuel. He was listed as a tight end and a running back, and then he became the Steelers' starting running back, and they took away the tight end tag. Right, but they took, they took it away. Yeah. So they're going to add QB to, T, to tight end, and then eventually take away tight end, but they can't do it all at once. He was listed as a tight end before anyway. Yeah. Cordero Patterson's listed as a running back. Hmm. Three, what was it, like four or five years ago, Travis Kelsey was listed as a wide receiver. That's funny. Stupid, but it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's not stupid. He pretty much is a wide receiver. Kyle, you have a toast of excellence? My toast of excellence is to... Dwight Howard. Wasn't going to be, but now it is. <laughs> Dwight Howard for joining the city of brotherly love. Why? Don't know. Well, well, whatever. Thanks, Kyle. Mock? Um, my toast. Let me think of one here. Kendall? Uh, as you know me, uh, I do love my uh, my jerseys. So mine's to uh, Utah Jazz uh, unveiling their new city edition uniform. It's pretty cool. I like it. Got some. Uh, you didn't even go with the one that you said you were going to go with. What's that? Oh, Travis Henry for uh, scoring yeah. the game winner. <laughs> yeah, big big shout out to ESPN for uh, botching the, uh, the the final you know news thing for for the Titans. Couldn't even get the guy's name right. Way to go, ESPN. Travis Henry made the Bills running back? I think so. Or the wow. Chargers. First right quarter is already over. Holy shit. I also have another toast of excellence. Okay. It's to uh, this thing that pops up every year that I, I can't believe is like a real thing that exists, but it's Craig's Thanksgiving dinner. And it's a, it's a 12-ounce can that comes with... Uh, gravy, sweet potatoes, turkey, broccoli casserole, stuffing, mashed potatoes, uh, and then like three other things all in a can. That sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to see the picture? I'm going to yeah. send it to the, here's the thing. The picture is going to look fake, but I promise you this is a real item. I've seen it in Florida. <laughs> it's, it, look at the, it's layered. My uh, whoa! My my toast. Oh, hold on. Let's oh pull this up. God. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jesus that Christ! That's a nice lengthwise slice on some toast. <laughs> oh. My uh, my toast is going to be to the second attempt at the Field of Dreams game scheduled for 2021. 
Who is it? Who, 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 Yankees who, and who played in the field of dreams? So they were supposed to do it this year. They were going to do the White Sox and the Yankees. They were going to do and it then, in a low capacity cornfield. Yeah, but then you know COVID, yeah. and they couldn't do it. But now it's rescheduled for next season. But they should have done it anyway. Not anybody was confused. And they could have got people to stand six feet apart. All right, one person per cornstalk. <laughs> Grab a hold. <laughs> All right, so yeah, there we go. Um, I don't really know what else to talk about. Kyle, take it away. You guys want to start with the NBA stuff or wait? Or... Hold on. Well, Kyle, you were talking before how you were going to do um, uh, Souls' Top 10 Flavored Tits. I didn't, but I can think of it in the well, well, you can't you can't introduce a segment and bail on it in two weeks. That's not what we're all about here. We bail after three. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So top ten flavored chips, Kyle. So there's like the flavor of chips? No, 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 no. Like, so you can't say Lay's original. Like, it's got to be a flavor. <laughs> Specific, though, to flavor and brand. So, like, you can't just be like, barbecue chips. It's got to be like, uh, hers, mesquite, barbecue, corn on the cob flavored chips. Can I do one that used to be a thing? Yeah, it's just your, your, your top ten in no specific order. All right. So that number ten... We're going to go with, uh, Jesus. At number 10, we're going to go with, uh, Pringles, sour cream and onion. Uh, they're always a fan favorite of my household <laughs> and Paul's wife to be. Who lives in your household? Yeah. What do you guys think of number 10? I, I would be. I'm a big Pringles guy myself, so I'm in. Number nine. If you uh, want to do this, Kyle, I'll do it. I can rattle 10 off. I got it. Right. Number nine, nacho cheese Doritos. Right. Number eight, Ox Honey Barbecue. Right. Number seven, Lay's. Uh, no, is it wavy? Sour cream, the cheddar one? Ruffles. Ruffles. Seven, the ruffle, sour cream. Um, number six is the Dorito pizza one from back in the day. Kendall, you know what I'm talking about? I do. Kind of a wild card pick, though. They're always fantastic back in the day. And then we grew up. Can I count a Cheeto as a chip? I think a Cheeto is a chip. All right. Number five is regular Cheetos. I take a Cheeto as a chip. <laughs> well, I think a Cheeto qualifies as a chip. Not, it's just a very funny question. Crunchy or puff, Kyle? Obviously crunchy. Fuck the puff. Um, number four. <laughs> um, this is a lot that like, people don't know, but like, I love the original Pringle. No, no original. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what about the pizza Pringles? No. Those are probably the worst things ever created. Hey, what about those sour cream and onion chips I brought home for you that one time? What's the brand? The Wachusett sour cream and onion. Yeah, chips. those are those are three. Those are really good. Yeah, it's like it's not, it's like a dusting. Number two <laughs> is Lay's sour cream and onion. Number one is Lay's barbecue. You left out a very important one. What's that? The Cheeto twists. Oh yeah, those were fire. Those are in there. <laughs> also, oh yeah. 
Oh, cheese balls are good too. Yeah. Also, anything by Deep River is pretty good, except for the horseradish one. I was lost. Yeah. The pizza pick. Why did I lose? We lost. Oh, and Caster, yeah. Pretty through a touchdown. Cool. To the guy on Chris's fantasy team. <laughs> Who did he throw it to? Mike Evans. And that oh. was more of a Mike Evans touchdown than yeah. Tom Brady. It's a real bummer because it's really cutting into my Antonio Brown scoring 50 points tonight thing. <laughs> Paul, we were just talking about it. I was like, you know, I'm kind of up big on Paul. I was like, but we've seen Brown drop 50-point 50, <laughs> 50 games before. Man, all your guys got so much garbage points. Like Every one of them got garbage points. It was so annoying. Like the lat, like the like the second half of all the four the four o'clock games, or like the second half of the fourth quarter of all the four o'clock games, everybody doubled their fucking points. I, like, I saw like towards the end, like Hunter Henry caught a touchdown. Yep, Balaj had like a thirty-five yard catch. He he was playing pretty good though the whole game. Yeah, but not like he was playing good, but he wasn't playing good for fantasy wise. Like, he wasn't scoring touchdowns and, like, he wasn't going to be breaking 100. No, but I mean, like, you know, he was in my flex spot. And, and when I looked before, like, it was, like, halfway through the games. And he was at, like, 10, 11 points. So I was like, all right, that, that's right. fine. And then from he that caught spot. a 35-yard pass and finished with 15. <laughs> so he would have finished with 10, except he had a garbage 35-yard catch. Yeah. Whatever. All the more reason to hate fantasy forever. <laughs> Kendall, what do you say we don't play fantasy next year? I mean, I'm doing pretty bad. Um... Kendall, how about this? I'll make a fantasy league where you can control five teams, I'll control five teams, and I'll trade with you every week. That sounds you would perfect. still finish. <laughs> and if we did that, Kendall would finish bottom five. You think you would finish 10, 9, 8, 7, 6? Yep. <laughs> would be pretty remarkable. <laughs> That so almost we, be we hard have to do. NBA draft coming up soon for fantasy. Yep, fantasy NBA draft. Oh yeah, quick recap on our uh, and our, our mock draft we did last week. We got the first three right and nothing else. Yeah, and we, uh, and we didn't pick Killian Hayes, which I don't know how we didn't. Do. <laughs> well, he's just no, not I, that good. Uh, he's a top ten guy in like every draft that we've looked at, except he, ours, including the real draft. But it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Is it all right, Kyle? Any other ones right besides the top three, anyways? Hey, what do you guys think about the NFL instating a rule that it no longer matters where you step out of bounds? Once the ball crosses the out of bounds plane, that's where the ball stops. Like that's 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 where the ball's dead. Is that what they do? Did they do that in college? I don't know. I don't believe so. No. You know, can you take down that stupid picture? I mean, so I guess, I guess they kind of already do that, but like, there's a lot of times where like the guy's out of bounds and the ball just keeps going. Wow. Matt, got any round table stuff? No. Uh, I didn't have any ready. No. Hey, didn't Dobbins play yesterday? Yeah. So did yeah. Adam Stephen also got tested positive. So did Eddie Jackson. It's amazing how all these guys get cleared yesterday, and then today all of a sudden they have it. 
And then tomorrow, yeah, but then, here's the thing. If they say that athletes have it, then people think it's real. And then when they say, oh, it was a false positive on Friday, they're like, oh, thank God they can play. <laughs> like, what a miracle. Get them out there. What do you guys think of Joe Burrow? I just feel sad for him, man. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Yeah, it sucks. I agree. Because, you know, this was a kid that looked like he was going to be real promising. And, I mean, th- this this could really, like, derail him. I don't think it will, though. Because, you know, <laughs> I think it's going to – because what's going to happen now is it's going to be interesting. They're not going to be forced – yeah, I know, Kyle, but you're going to drink it. Um, Did you drink all of it? Not all of it, but, like, at least half. Oh, boy. Um – I think that it's going to be cool because, like, the Bengals are not going to do the thing we always see. A lot of times we see teams that, like, start off with nothing. They have no roster at all, like the Bengals, and then they go out and get the most important piece in the quarterback, which they still have. He'll be the starter when he comes back. I I, I don't see any reason why he won't be. Um, they're going to they're gonna just find, like, weapons. Like, they're, they're not – next year's probably going to be a wash because they're not going to have them. And uh, so they're going to go out, and they're just going to—they're just going to draft and acquire through free agency, like the best offensive pieces they can. They're going to have a year to fit in with the system. Burrow's going to come back and know the system. The head coach isn't going to get fired because you know you had no roster except for Burrow. He's not going to get fired next year because they didn't have Burrow. So then you're going to have a coach with a roster implement or with a game plan imp- implemented that Burrow knows in and out. Bring in a veteran quarterback that can teach him on the sidelines, and then you just keep acquiring through the draft and free agency weapons, and then you have this team that could potentially shock the world. I I look at it, and I think that um, I think they're going to go wicked offensive line heavy, and and really pass protect. Yeah, um, have, but either way, I mean, yeah, weapons, weapons or whatever you make them out of to be, you know, it's. And like I said, I mean they don't they have nothing currently they have they have no positives on their roster on the offensive side of the ball except for like youth wise T Higgins. I mean really but like the offensive everybody on the offensive side of the ball is is very disposable right now. And so it give you know they still have the rest of the year to figure it out and then next year all these guys are going to have to, you know, they're they're going to play in a system with a different quarterback, and, you know, we're going to see who shines and who doesn't. I think it's going to be very exciting for when Burrow comes back. Because that offense is pretty much. Yeah, I can see this being a big thing for AJ Green, though. Because, like, really he blows up. I think he blows up as a veteran quarterback comes back. Not really a veteran. But I just feel like, like. No, but, I mean, like, who's your quarterback? Ryan Finley. Right, but he probably won't be the quarterback. No, so they'll probably get a veteran. Out hey, do you think it's? Do you think the Bengals are going to get added to the list of teams being like ridiculed for not signing Kaepernick? No. Yep. Because no. it's already starting. Yeah, but like, but like, for what? Like, oh man, if they got Cap, if they had Kaepernick as the backup, they'd climb out of their two-win hole to be a playoff team. <laughs> no. This happening is just them tanking for the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, I, didn't well, say was, I didn't say it was right. I just said that I think from, that they will. So here's the thing. I don't think they will because it doesn't it, that that one doesn't make sense. Like the Cowboys one makes sense. If you're if you're a pro Kaepernick guy, the Cowboys not signing Kaepernick makes sense because they're 
They're in last place in a division that they, with with a, a if if you're pro Kaepernick, keep in mind, I'm making this argument from a pro Kaepernick standpoint. If you're bringing a quarterback in that even has a remote idea of what to do with some athleticism, which is what Dak was, somebody who had an idea of what to do with athleticism, then. You know, that Cowboys team could very easily have five wins. And guess what? That's pretty much undefeated in that division. So, like, that I get. You know, there's other teams I get. But, like, week 11, the, the, the Bengals lose their starting quarterback and they so they and, and they fall to 2-9, and nine, which they were going to be 2-9 and nine, even if he finished the game. Like, what ridicule. Like, would Colin Kaepernick lead them to a, a – five victories so they could finish the season eight and nine and, and still finish at best second in the division. So, so I, I see it happening, but it's going to be people outside of, you know, NFL. Cause, cause I agree with everything you just said. They have no reason to break Kaepernick. Why, why try and win games now? Even if you think he, you know, if someone thinks he can still come out and be an effective NFL quarterback, but, um, it's the it's going to be the the social media people outside of any NFL fandom that are going well, to get all then, fucking so excited. That, but then that doesn't matter. Then like their their voices don't matter. Their voices no one cares about their voices. It's like Mike, we were talking about it the other day. It's like all the people that don't watch football that have an issue to this day still with Michael Vick. And guess what? Nobody in football gives a fuck about him. So like th- that means nothing to me. I don't care if someone outside, if someone in the, the, the Black Lives Matter community or somebody in like the whatever other activist groups he's part of, like if they don't watch football and they're not part of football and they don't have anything to do with football, then they're just talking to talk. So, yep. so for me, that catches no flag. That doesn't fall into the category of catching shit. And I don't think it's because of the color of Colin Kaepernick's skin. He sucked when he was coming, like at the end of his tenure with the 49ers. In his defense, though, his tenure was with Chip Kelly. It doesn't matter. It he matters. That, no, it, doesn't, that, it doesn't matter, though, because after his Super Bowl appearance, he severely declined. Chip Heavily. Chip Kelly's offense should have fit him perfectly. He was, that, he was Marcus Mariota's quarterback, at, I mean, coach at Oregon. They were awesome together. Colin Kaepernick was a flash in the pan on a good team, and he that where his athleticism outshone, like overshadowed everything else. He was so athletic that, like, he, you got to remember, like, even at that time, like having a, a like if Lamar Jackson played when Kaepernick played, Lamar Jackson would be considered like one of the top two quarterbacks of of all time at that at that point in time. Because it was the same thing when Michael Vick was with the Falcons. Like, it was unbelievable. Can you believe what he's doing? Like, it just doesn't. So, my take on it, my take on all of this. And not, I don't think that many people are amazed with Lamar Jackson because now it's not it's not outrageous to be a mobile quarterback like that. So, being a, a running quarterback in the NFL works for one or two years, and that is it. You don't see running quarterbacks winning Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, yes, when he was first in the league, he was a running quarterback. And then he figured it out. Then he figured out that he needed to pass the ball more. And he did. And he was very good at it. And I think his passing ability, not his feet, won the Super Bowl. Running quarterbacks do not succeed for a long time in the NFL. Time and time again. Lamar Jackson, 
was very good for the first couple years. And now this year, you're kind of seeing teams figure it out. And the Ravens being stalled. Don't try to listen to a show on the Ravens. Thing. I'm not. I'm not. No, you are, though. I'm not. I'm you just are. explaining my, my, like, my statement. I understand. Teams figured out Kaepernick. And he, he was no longer effective. That's so, I, I agree with the majority of what you said, Kyle. The only thing I think is that the, the Ravens right now are not putting – I think the right piece is around Lamar, but no. he he's also taking a step back this year. Lamar's not a good passer. No, he's not. But I mean, they they can still work with it enough to to where he can be successful. And I, I just don't think he has the right tools around him to play to what he can do. And they're just trying to plug things in, and it, and it's not working because he's not able to pick up the slack. Where you, you well, can put any you can put any receiver on the on the Packers, right? The Packers, the Saints. You can put any receiver on these teams, and the quarterback can make it work, and you know they can have some success. Lamar's not that quarterback. No, right. See, so like I, I agree with what you're saying, Mark, because it's kind of the same thing we had around like the, the discussion we had about Flacco all those years. Like yeah. when, they won, when they won the Super Bowl, they had the perfect pieces around them, and then they did a bad job. They, they focused more on keeping that defense together, and, and not they paid him, and not keeping the offensive pieces around. Them. And I, I get that, but like my thing is, is that with that being said, even if they put the right pieces around Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson and the offense click because of the you know the right route runners or deep threats or whatever Lamar Jackson actually needs because I don't think anybody really does know what he needs yet because no I don't I don't think anyone's figured it out because if it was figured out the Ravens would have done it by now but they would have at least brought one guy in like I'm not giving an example I'm not done I'm just asking a question in the middle of me talking okay my point being is that when that time comes that they figure it out and they put the right pieces around it. If the Ravens manage to win a Super Bowl, it won't be because of Lamar Jackson. He'll get the credit, but it won't be because of him. I I, I can I can buy into that. I I look at at you know receivers that would fit that team or fit fit Lamar, and I look at the guy you know like a Golden Tate or a Jarvis like the they don't need to be those down the field guy. You know Hollywood Brown is I think is a good receiver. But he he's a deep threat. You know he, he's he's a deep threat receiver. Um, you know if you put those those shorter yard route runners, I think that you could see Lamar Jackson pass well enough to. So you're just turning Lamar Jackson to a current day, and you should on current day. Uh, say that again, Kyle. I'm sorry. So you're basically turning Lamar Jackson into a current day Drew Brees. But you have said Drew Brees can't throw the deep ball anymore. Correct? Yes, but Brees came up as a deep ball passer. And and now he can't. His his arm is getting too old. But all I'm saying is you're turning him into a current day Drew Brees. No, because Lamar Jackson can run rush for 100 yards a game where Drew Brees cannot do that. It's not about in the passing. No, I, I understand. But that's what I'm saying. They, they can bring these types of guys in to complement – Lamar enough to where it can open him up to run. But I don't think it does because you get those short yard guys, the cornerbacks is just going to play up and press it. 
And now, now you've added more people into the box for I don't know. I, I look at it as if, if they bring in the guys that can at least space it out enough for him to, you know, he can make those short throws. Um, what he know, needs right now, in my opinion, is like another Anquan Bolt. I think the, the short yard, Mark, I think the point is, like, I think you're right in the aspect of, like, those those Golden Tates, Julian Edelmans, and, and receivers like that would would be a good complement to Lamar Jackson's passing abilities. But I do think that agreement on Kyle said that the more the more guys you have running those shorter routes, the, the more traffic there is for Lamar. And now Lamar turns, you know, instead of third and ten being a we have no idea who's going to pick it up type of thing, you know, like now we know Lamar is not going to like you. You know that Lamar is not going to. You, you know you have a much better chance at keeping Lamar contained if if you end up having seven in the box and two corners in front of the line, in front of the first down mark. It's, it's tough. Hope, I mean, per, personally, I like Lamar Jackson. I, I like to watch him play. I think he's entertaining. So you hope that, you know, they can kind of figure it out because he is, he's an exciting player to watch. Um, but I, I don't know how much more he'll develop. Well, he runs risk too. If, um, like Kyle was talking about mobile quarterbacks, there's always a chance of getting injured. And we've seen time and time again guys who are really exciting to watch, like, you know, um, your Robert Griffin III's, who you come out of a draft class, like, oh, this is a guy's going to play forever. He's going to be a lot of fun. And now he's kind of just, you know, he's a name who's a once was. He's hanging out. So That's you, FedEx. That is, that is very correct. The, the big difference with uh, Lamar Jackson. If you watch the way he runs, he doesn't take the hits. Like, RG3 was real bad with where, you know, he'd be running down the sideline, and then instead of stepping out of bounds and not taking the big hit, he, he would try and cut back in and then get walloped. So, I mean, it, it, Lamar will, will slide. He'll get out of bounds. He'll avoid that big hit as much as he can. You know, another big part of their Raven struggles is that is the offensive line being hurt, losing Marshall Gonda, Ronnie Stanley going down for the year. They haven't had Mark Ingram all year. He, he might not play this week. Um, like they, they've been battling injuries and COVID issues all year. Uh, one thing, another thing too, though, is like, like the one thing like I won't subscribe to, and like I know like Kendall and Kyle talked about it and bring it up from time to time. It, 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 I hate the argument though, like like you increase your your risk of getting injured as a running quarterback, and it's like, yeah, like like I get that, but like like being a running quarterback, like yes, you increase your chances of getting hurt. There's no doubt about that because you're you're moving around, and you're using your leg, whatever. But like, I mean, the same thing can be said to any. I mean, how many times how many times have we seen quarterbacks get flipped down and break the collarbone? You know, I mean, like, how, we've seen quarterbacks tear their ACLs on routine sacks. You know, I mean, like, collars, collarbone, and batting in college all the time. Well, I mean, look, look at look at look at look at Brady's injury. I mean, Brady dropped back, just did a standard drop back, and shat and had a shin completely shattered. Alex Smith just getting hit. Yeah, I mean, so it's like it can happen to anybody at any given time. I mean, how many times do we see guys get injured on non-contact? Points? Hey, I got a funny question for everybody. How bad 
think Lamar Jackson beat Big Ben in a 40-yard dash. <laughs> I think Lamar could get to the 40 back before Ben could get to the 40. <laughs> Big Ben used to be like the, like a very decent mobile quarterback. But he was never fast. No, no, no. But like he was able to escape. Well, Ben's thing was that Ben's thing has always been that you he's he's a mammoth. It's impossible to take him down. It's just so funny watching him run now. It is so slow. And he's still it's like, like watching faking. Breeze and Brady go. No, funnier. It's like it's like it's like watching Breeze go, <laughs> but like he has a forty pound plate strapped to his chest. <laughs> All right, so one thing I want to talk, like, I want to ask the group about. So, I showed, well, we all know about it, but, like, I I brought it up to Paul last night. I showed him the NFC East standings. Oh, wait, before you get into this, can we talk about something? Yeah. All right, so, real quick, just before, because we kind of got to break this up into segments, because if we try to do this all in one hour, it's going to be a real rough hour. (laughs) Um, So, Kendall and Mock originally had the idea, I believe, of doing a drinking Thanksgiving course. So uh, so it came about, Kendall came up with the name Drinksgiving. And, yeah. and then I, we were talking on the phone, he's like, what can we do with this? Kendall, by the way, you owe, you owe a shot. Okay, for, for what? You didn't, you didn't <laughs> come up with that name. I missed it, I'm sorry. You didn't come up with that name. Oh, well, I mean, I just, I don't know, I'm sure it's come up before. No, Drinksgiving is what the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is, is called pretty much nationwide when everybody goes out and does bar crawls and get hammered when they come back from college. They're not doing that this year. No, no. Well, I, I didn't, you know, create the concept. I, mean, I, I just They can do crawls, but they have to start at like five. Cause they have to I'm telling you, where Kendall's going to win the copyright cases, he said Drinksgiving. <laughs> Drunksgiving. For lean. Alcohol giving. There it is. Thank you. Nice to to you, Mike. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Massey looks like he's in a photo shoot. Who, Massey? He's got that portrait camera. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so Paul, what are we doing? Well, I was letting Mock finish his spiel. Sorry, go ahead. No, you were finishing your spiel. But spiel, spiel's done. So anyway, so it's going to be like a course thing, like as if it were um, Thanksgiving. So it'll be a mixture of both the, the drinking portion of Thanksgiving as well as the food part of Thanksgiving. So we're kind of just doing like kind of makeshift courses. I don't know. I was asked to put this together. I, I thought I did a good job, but I'm looking at it and I could do better. <laughs> Like, not in terms of, like, it being more appetizing, but just, like... What's it, the main course? The problem is, is it gets expensive <laughs> when you're trying to do something. Especially with five people. Um, like, there was a billion things that I wanted to Like, did I want to spend, for one, like, course, did I want to spend $60 per person? No. <laughs> but I didn't. All right, so the first, the first thing here is we're going to do the course. We're going to do course number one, which is the uh, – well, we're going to do the first, like, uh, three segments, if you will. And then we'll do the, the main course in hour two, and then we'll kind of finish it out in hour three. Everyone cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. 
guys are going to get pretty pretty sloppy, okay? You guys are home. I expect everyone to be participating. Uh, the, 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 there's, there's four larger-sized beverages. Those larger ones, I expect all of it. I know most of you will hate all of them. But, um, <laughs> so, the first thing is, uh, what kind of holiday is Thanksgiving? Food. An all-day holiday. So uh, when you when you have when you have a holiday or a gathering the last day, what's the one thing you drink? I have no idea. You drink. So you, so you start early with you, you wake up early to start getting the, the turkey ready and the fixings and all that and get the ready for the family to come over. So you got to make yourself a morning brunch style cocktail, and that is the Bloody Mary. Which we will be drinking the Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix with a uh, of platinum vodka. So, boys, I don't know if you guys have a sort of dumping receptacle, um, but I would advise that you, you open up your can of Bloody Mary mix and just either drink some of it if you're Kendall, or if you're not, uh, go ahead and dump out a good oh, 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 about a third of the can so you can dump the nip in there. Right here. I literally pour it into a cup. I know that's what we were doing. I said the third of the can. You pretty much dumped up the whole can. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Go ahead and just dump that nip of vodka right in there. One, one moment. And then I'll just give it a little swash around in the can. There you get nice and nip. Boy, I cannot a, wait. You gotta have a nice brunch cock. Uh, <laughs> Brunch type <laughs> cocktail. If you're uh, going to be drinking all day, I like the first crunch cocktail. The brunch crack. Brunch crack. <laughs> so you guys know the dessert is uh, we're going to go to a Cracker Barrel buffet. Perfect. Kendall driving. I love Cracker Barrel. The only of course place you do. It's the only place I've ever eaten where I can be like, oh, this is definitely clogging my arteries. I can feel it. All right, so gentlemen, are you ready for your to start the, the, the drinking? Oh, I'm ready. Go did for I, it. Did anybody start yet? No. Nope. Yeah. Does everybody have it ready? Yep. I got mine. Yep. Kendall dumped the whole thing into a cup. Mock said he'd be right back. Oh, okay. We'll wait for Mock then. You know, we're supposed to dump the whole so thing. I guess I'll break it down. So in hour one here, we're going to do our, our, our brunch cocktail followed All by... Right. Followed Apologies. By, followed by our aperitif and our appetizer. Then we're going to do our main course with sides in the second hour. And then we'll finish our, uh, our palate cleansing digestive or digesto. And uh, dirt. All right. So, gentlemen, uh, enjoy your, 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 your brunch all day cocktail. I'm sure that I won't, but cheers. I tell you, the Bloody Mary is like the worst thing ever. Kyle's face is awesome. See, the, oh, Zing, just... the Zing Zing Bloody Mary, Mary is perfect for me because it's like someone just put a little bit too much pepper in a you know, When did the <laughs> different... like, That was, that was, uh, I'm... no, that was Antron. Oh. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's not great. Kendall? I think it's great. They're terrible. Oh. Also, I didn't know they made little cans, which is awesome. Oh my God! So, so guys, like I said, the the big cocktails here—you have four of them, three of them. I'm not, 
I'm not going to count the obvious one as a cocktail tip or anything like that. Um. Uh, uh, what you get? Um. <laughs> but uh, I expect you guys to just just try to drink at least half of it. A good booze. Do we have to? Yes. No, Mass. You don't have to. I'm not there. I can't watch what you do. But you know, this was an idea that was thought up. And if Mock thinks of something like this, knowing how much he's going to hate it, then it it's all- funny. Because that's how it was pitched. I was like, listen, I think this will be cool, but I don't want to do it. (laughs) I thought for sure in my head, Di Serrano was going to be involved, and then it's not. Are you excited for Di Serrano? I I enjoy Di Serrano. I don't know that I've ever had Di Serrano. I'm going to ask everybody. So the NFC East is led by the Eagles, who are three six and one, mm-hmm. followed by the Reds, who are three and seven. Actually, Kyle, it's a three-way tie. The Eagles are first at three six and one, and everybody else is three and seven. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you said Washington. I'm sorry. It kind of cut out. Shot. But I'm not taking a shot for a technical difficulty. Yeah, you just take a shot of eight WD forty. Oh, lucky. Really, messed so, me up. On paper, the Eagles have the best roster. Everybody can agree with that? No. No. I was going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, on paper. No. Injuries injuries excluded? Still no. Because I was going to say, I mean... I I guess you could say the Cowboys. Yeah. But the Eagles are very talented. The Cowboys have the best roster on paper. Right. But the Eagles are very talented. Right. Cowboys are very talented. Offensively. Yeah. So the Giants are the Giants have talent. I'm just, like, my question is, who do you guys think is the best team in that division right now? Right this um, second? Right this second. Is I'll none go, of the above an acceptable I'll, answer? I'll, I'll go first. I do think the Giants are the best team in that division. I think they're playing the best football, obviously, as of right now. This is Kyle's way of not saying that Carson Wentz sucks. He's been sucking. I don't think he sucks, but he's been sucking. But the Giants, I think, have the best defense right now. And the offensive weapons are at least healthy for the Giants. Well, Mind the majority of them. Yeah, besides Barkley. Talk about the receivers. Um, I mean... I'm I'm split between because I, I do think that the the football team defensively is very good. Um, obviously, offensively they're they're missing, you know, a true quarterback. And um, you watch your fucking mouth disrespecting Alex Smith like that. Alex Smith isn't the quarterback of the football team. Yeah, it, it's still Kyle Allen, isn't it? No, or it was, and he got hurt. But but even still, like, I mean, uh, listen, I like Alex Smith, but he he, it, he is what he is. I mean, it, it's a guy that was hurt very poor, badly. I'm happy he's back, but I mean, he he's not gonna. I think I think Washington is the best football team. I just think that there's. <laughs> I think the Washington R words are the best. Um, 
I, I just, my whole thing is, is I think that there's been so much mixing up uh, of between like the quarterback position that it's kind of thrown off the offensive mojo. And I think that a lot, I think that, that team is, is there's so much youth on that team right now that it's like everyone's kind of growing at different rates. But I think, I mean, I think Gibson's really good. I think he's going to be really good. Terry McLaurin already is really good, and I think he's going to get even better. Jake Dubikus could catch passes. But I think that that defense is no joke. I don't think that defense, you know, like, it's not it's not the best, but it needs, it's missing consistency. It's missing. The front seven is serious. Yeah. yeah. I the like pass the rush is serious. I think you need a couple more linebackers. Oh, you're going to hear a little bit of noise right yeah, now. Massey, what are you, are you building an arc over there? Uh, Kendall, what do you think, bro? So, my, my, all my instincts want to say Dallas all the way, just because you, you, you think of all the offensive, you know, firepower, you know, you know, losing Dak was big. Um, and I think when it's all said and done, I think, to our dismay, Dallas comes away with it. But I, I'm kind of in the camp that I, I agree with Washington. I think, you know, the, the defense is good. I think there's a lot of surprising offensive talent. You guys mentioned the, the running backs, Gibson and uh, McKissick, who have kind of like they've held their own with really nothing to, to, to show for. I mean, that, that offensive line is kind of whatever, and they, they, they still produce. And, like, having Alex Smith is not a detriment, you know. No, but it, it's just he's he's not gonna he's not gonna lead that team anywhere. I, I just you know he I don't see him you know even if say next year he he's the full time starter. I, I don't see Which them like no he won't be. But even if say he was like I don't see them becoming like you know a nine ten win team because they have Alex Smith. Comeback player Alex Smith to you. I think you're really underestimating him. I could be. I very well could be. He's definitely gun shy right now. I, I think. I don't know what that means. I, I, I'm not saying like. He's I think he, all he's still taking too many sacks because he's afraid to like move out of the pocket. Get hit again. Yeah. Like he's definitely staying in the pocket and throwing the ball. Like I'm not saying that, but you know what I'm saying. Well, it's tough too because not mean. And, and what we've known already, he's not going to light up the stat sheet. He's not going to be the guy to throw for 388 yards. You know, he's just no, he's going to control the game. He's going to keep the ball out of the other team's hands, except against the Giants. But it is what I, it is. I do think, though, that, that Washington's in the best position they've been in in a long time. Well, Since, but, but even still, I mean, they, they were kind of starting to trend up. Because, I mean, McLaurin, they had last year. He, he showed he's good. Haskins, I mean, I, I think his time is kind of up in Washington. But, Haskins you know, we'll see. Haskins like Josh Rosen. Yep. So, not good. I mean, yes. I, I and Smith can do some good things. I mean, he was eight and two with before he got released by Kaepernick. 
And we still don't know about Josh. Rosen. Yeah, but that was like seven years ago. Yeah, but okay, name me a part of Alex Smith's game that's different than it was seven years ago. Uh, mobility. He, but he wasn't overly mobile. But he was mobile enough to be able to avoid a sack. I mean, he could yeah, still but he do it. But he still didn't. He still didn't throw interceptions, and he still threw for a shit ton of like fucking yards. Uh, I don't know. If he gets there, Alex Smith is what he's going to be. You know you can rely on him. That's it. There's a really funny Gridiron Heights uh, where they think Alex Smith is sitting at a table with quarterbacks. They're like, let's talk about checking out oh, running backs. That. And a nice long incrementing drive that ends in a field goal. <laughs> Isn't that the best? <laughs> yeah, Dustin Hopkins might be a good fantasy player. And there's your random Kyle Souls thought of the day. Hey, jerseys in the mail. What? You know, my brother's okay. an idiot. Why? Because he was like, is that DeAndre Hopkins? I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> well, Kyle, to be fair, the thing just popped up and said D Hopkins. He wasn't playing on Sunday. He played on Doesn't Thursday. Matter. Doesn't matter. Still said it. Field goal. I, I know what it said afterwards. I'm saying it just popped up and said D Hopkins. My first thought is always Dustin. No, it's not. Uh, on Tuesdays. <laughs> D-Hops. I'll tell you what, Mike Evans could have caught that after he broke it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, did John Johnson drop a interception? Well, Mike Evans more past defended it, but then it mm. bobbled and Evans could have caught it. Disappointed in you, JJ. Okay. I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure he feels that mess. Who wins the division? Who wins the division? Which division? <laughs> the one we were just talking about. I still think the Eagles win the division. I do I too. I think they beat the NFC guys enough. I think they could beat the NFC East teams. They can all beat each other. I'm saying. I think. I think. Uh. I think the Washington football team wins it. Um, Kendall can go. I'm, I'm you know, I, for whatever reason, I think Dallas does it. I think against all odds, <laughs> they just they find a way to win stupid games, and they're the team that squeaks their way in from the NFCs from that disastrous you know group that it is. Um, Did you catch that? Do I have to pick one, or can I say the two that I think will win it? <laughs> can we subscribe to the fact that if, if if a member of the NFC East wins the division with less than six wins, that they shouldn't be allowed to play in the playoffs? Yes, yes. I agree. I mean, I know the, I know for this season year, that's NFC East, but that should be all divisions every year. <laughs> you think this year will be the first, the, 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 the real, like, hey, we should rethink this? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it might be. Because the only other two times it happened, the teams were eight and nine. Seven. Eight, eight, seven, seven and nine. Seven. Seattle, who was the other one? There was one other team. Um, I forget who it was. It, it had to have been an NFC East team. No, because for a long time, the NFC East was a very competitive division. Well, it still is. 
But but I mean, we're like you know, three of the teams would be nine, ten, eleven win teams. Was it like Arizona? Uh, NFL playoff teams uh, were seven and nine. Uh, the Jets were eight and eight. A lot of eight and eight teams. Uh, oh, the seven, eight, see. and one Carolina Panthers in two thousand fifteen. Huh. Those are pretty recently too. Yeah, you know what's really funny though about the seven and nine Seahawks? That's what? Did they make it to the Super Bowl? They made it in 2015, and then they and then they were bummed. Okay. The okay. Yeah, the the best part about the seven to nine Seahawks team was them beast voting on the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I got to step away for a quick second. Kendall also got beat up during that game. Yeah, I, I watched that at Jeff's house. He was not happy. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be there, but it was a snowstorm. I know, I remember the snowstorm. No, it's a real bummer that Mark just left because I was about to jump into the uh, next segment. Now we got to wait. Real bummer. Man, wait, I hate this Bloody Mary, but I'm keep drinking it. It's kind of how Kendall feels about everything alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I'm going to keep drinking it. Kendall has actually never enjoyed anything alcohol related. He hates all booze. Just glutton for punishment. Sorry about that. All right, let's jump into our aperitifs then. Uh, let's go right for this. Uh, aperitif is meant to be a a, a, a liquid that, when, when, when uh, ingested, opens up the stomach and gets the uh, the, the the digestive system and the uh, all three of Eric's receivers out of the yeah the indigestive system and all that those things ready to be uh, in the consuming the food category. So uh, a popular. Well, no, I wouldn't say popular. A, a more or less common but still aperitif quality item is London Dry Gin. So we'll be drinking oh, a 50 ml of uh, gin. All the nips must be consumed. I want to see us have a real funky end of this show. Is everyone so this, seen gin? Uh, quick story real quick. So this kid at work told me he listened to our show. Mm-hmm. Okay. She goes, how come your third hour always seems to get a little weird? Um, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's when the alcohol. usually a little fucked up. <laughs> you go, how come you're always weird? And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> always drunk. <laughs> you're still out. You're still fat. <laughs> he goes, your third hour always seems to get a little out of hand. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's when everything kicks in. Raise your hand if you're excited for the gin. Kendall. Ooh, big yeah. old thumbs down. Massey? I should take out the snow for this. Oh, Mass can't hear you there. But I, I can tell he's really excited. I'm uh, very good at uh, reading emotions. and I have a feeling Massey and Mock have already devised a system test, on their Test, test, test. Yep. Where they, we got you. Where they can dump this nip uh, through the side of their out. mouth like out into a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you guys to know I'm going to be real bummed if you guys if you guys waste almost all of your bags. Right. I, I did, they, they weren't they weren't cheap. They weren't expensive, but they weren't cheap. Why are you putting hand sanitizer on? No, he did the shot. Oh, that was He did the shot. He put on his hand and then his hand. It's like a tequila <laughs> shot. You lift the sanitizer, shoot the gin, <laughs> and then you <laughs> All right, are we aperitiving? There we go.
go. Yeah. You're here. Uh, oh, dear God. Yep, that wasn't great. Excellent. I didn't hate it. Yeah, you did. Uh, go ahead. I, oh, God, I hate gin so much. Yeah, that's a really bad thing. <laughs> I... I'm pretty bummed that I, you know, participated in making this idea. Yeah, me too. I kind of hate you for it. Oh, my God. I lied. I hate you. <laughs> ah. we'll, go to, we'll go to a quick break so everybody can go rinse their mouth out. And uh, um, when we come back, we'll talk uh, some NBA draft grades, I guess, as well as dive into the main course. But before we leave, while we're on our break, we're, the appetizers are being served. And uh, appetizers on Thanksgiving, I, I think, are kind of the same for everybody. They are uh, they're a bunch of food that's put out that you, uh, you consume a lot of. And uh, eventually you get a little bit too full for your Thanksgiving meal. All the time. Uh, oh, that was pleasant. <laughs> what, what's more what's more filling and stomach rattling than a beer yeah, so, yeah. Everyone enjoy your everyone enjoy your beer on the break and uh when we get back we'll, we'll dive into some other stuff live on uh whatever the fuck we're live on today and we are back getting sports with a drunk hour two uh, on Skype. Our friends will have to unmute themselves if they uh, haven't already. I don't know if uh, I can do that on the press. Mass is unmuted. Uh, and uh, the Riddler. Yes, and then didn't unmute us. I can't for some reason. I don't have that ability. It doesn't make any sense. But we're she back. Can mute us. can't unmute us. Yeah, I don't understand why. Well, you can hear it, right? Because you, if somebody's clapping cheeks, you don't want to unmute it and hear it. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Well, you can hear us, right? Yes, I can. All right. So don't start clapping cheeks. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Coach wouldn't be happy. Ugh. <laughs> no, wait. Is, is Coach clapping cheeks just him doing the truffle shuffle? No, Coach is just like going like this. <laughs> Those are lips, not cheeks. Or is that, is Coach making out clapping cheeks? You guys want to see Coach? Not really. No, I'm pretty good on that. I mean, I don't Actually, hate the idea. I think the, <laughs> I, I think, I think the guys on the chat want to see Coach's cavity. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you guys want to see Coach's friend? Uh, who's Coach's not friend? Really. Coach's, Coach's friend hasn't brushed his teeth quite so bad. It's not, that's not his friend. That's his brother. His friend is the, is the brain. Mm. Who also hasn't been washed in some time. Yeah. We've washed four days ago. So how's your guys' appetizers going? Oh, my. All right. <laughs> Halfway through mine and nobody else has opened theirs yet. Mine's open. I had to finish my other one. These oh, are the special Clydesdale edition. This is so cool. What do I do with the shit of the earth? What? What do I do with the shit of the earth? You're the shit of the earth. <laughs> hey, I just want you guys to know that you guys still, all all four of you have to hold up your end of the bargain when the time comes. Which is? 
several, several months ago, you guys all agreed that if I could get a pallet of Red Dog at cost, you'd chip in. I mean, yeah, I think about on that. No, you can't, because I already ordered it. Are you serious? Once the pallet, yeah, Red Dog hasn't been distributed outside of Milwaukee for six months. So once it comes back to Connecticut, Star is going to get like four pallets of it. And one of my guys is like, yeah, he goes, just, he's like, I'll fucking get it. He goes, he goes that day. He's like, I'll let you know the day it's going to come and we'll arrange. You can have like a truck here to fit it all in the truck. Okay. So how many thirties are on a pallet? A pallet is. Uh, uh, it's 77. Oh my God. Yep. 77 times uh, 1348. So it's $1,037. <laughs> so I'm going to need, need, need 207.60 per person. But then everybody, but then everybody gets, you know, it's, then you just do 77 divided by five, which is 15 and a half. So you figure, <laughs> So you figure from there, at the 15 and a half mark, right, you subtract, like, like we just drink up, we drink two, two-fifths of a 40, or a 30, I mean, right, right that time, and then it's 15, subtract one, so everybody gets 14, and we keep five in a special spot for emergencies. And then, and then when you have 14, 30, like, you could just do whatever, like, Kendall wants to sit at home one night and try to drink a 30 or a Red Dog, he can, those are those 14 are... <laughs> At his disclosure, Mock wants to save all fourteen for softball. That's cool. See, the Matt problem is, is Kendall will try and drink hard. all fourteen thirties in one night. <laughs> try really hard to sell fourteen thirties back to us, so we can get some money back. That's fine. You guys all better say no. <laughs> it just means we basically have to hang out every weekend until it's gone. Here's the thing. I know what you guys are thinking. You don't want to lose out on beer. But if Massey's gonna, if Massey tries to sell you guys a thirty of Red Dogs, you need to respond with, "All right, I'll sell you one thirty for two thirty. Massey's in on this, so it doesn't matter. Massey, you're, you already agreed to it. That's uh, all right. I'm out. You're a terrible friend. That's all right. Dimitri would have done it. I'm sure he would. You know. I was going to say something that I normally only say to Kyle, but it would make no sense to say it to Massey. But say it. Like, you'd do it if it was for Jeff. <laughs> I didn't even hear what you said. You know what, though? I bet you Massey would do it if Jeff asked. Hey, Massey, go pet that dog. Massey can't say no to, to cowboy boots. There's no way. That's true. Especially cowboy uh, boots that look like they're made of like Lego feet. All right, so... Here, I'm going to kind of do this now. So before we get into it, the main course, um, a very popular uh, beverage that goes with the uh, a very popular beverage that goes with, with turkey on Thanksgiving is red wine. Traditionally Pinot Noir, but the store I stopped at was out of it. So we have some nice 187 milliliter bottles of Cabernet Sauvignon. And then the sides are... Um, the sides are going to be in. I couldn't find any cranberries, so we have a three olives raspberry vodka, which will serve as like this the sweeter type of thing. There's an apple. There's an absolute apple, which apple is a component of Thanksgiving. I know more dessert based, but I'm kind of looking for that sweet, savory kind of thing. And then stuffing mashed potatoes, usually your heavy hitter side. So we have some nice, uh, 
bespoke bourbon creams, a nice heavy, thick uh, side dish there. So, so just like Thanksgiving, guys. So here's the deal: um, throughout the course of the second hour, you uh, open up. I want I want everyone to open up all all of them and just you, you can choose. I'm not. You don't have. If you want to shoot the whole nip in one go, go for it. If you want to shoot a nip, then drink some wine. Then shoot a nip, drink some wine. That's fine. But uh, I think everybody. I think. Here's the thing. The the digestive and the the starter drink, the Bloody Mary. I know I know very few people are going to finish all of those things. I think everybody should try to finish the wine. Dude, this guy is getting so many picks with nine fingers. I don't get it. Uh, who only has nine fingers? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll take who is a giant that likes fireworks for a thousand. Yeah, hours? I. I... It, it, it clicked as soon as I said it. I was like, "Who are we talking about?" So I got all I got all three nips and my wine open, and I'm gonna kind of dabble back and forth between them to really get the stomach juices flowing. <laughs> so what two nips are we supposed to have open? Oh, uh, three, three nips: baby. the absolute, the three olives, and the bourbon. Gotcha. Okay. Bourbon cream. I see. Yeah, the nips. Everybody's supposed to finish the nips. There's no reason we can't. You can't drink five nips when you're home. You don't have to drive anywhere. There's no reason you can't drink five minutes. I'm not going to throw up after the show or make yourself a plate of uh, shredded cheese and and tortilla chips after in the microwave. Whatever you got to do. It's too Listen, bad that's the move. It's uh, Absolute Onions. It's my favorite vodka. Absolute <laughs> Onions? Bourbon cream? <laughs> Kyle's trying to trade me. He wants to get rid of his bourbon cream and give me his wine. So he's trying to get rid of both of them? I meant that I suck. You don't suck. You're a beautiful human. No. You remind me of a young Freddie Prince Jr. You guys should be sad. You right. guys, all, all four of you should be very sad. Why is that? Two years from now, I will be dead. Hey, he's going to be 30. The eve of my 30th birthday is my death. Why is How that? long have I been saying it that I don't make it to 30? How long, Kendall? What happened? Sorry, somebody's sending a facsimile. Wait, oh, what did you say? Oh, oh, man, you guys missed Kyle's face sipping the wine. That is not so a, terrible. Not a fan, I take it, Kyle? No, why did it disgust you? Yeah, I'm not a big wine. What is happening? Yeah. Like, the, okay, the, the copier's out of paper. Fix it later. What? Are you, are you building a, a boat? No, I was grabbing shit out of the bag. Is your bag made of hard plastic? <laughs> no, it's made of fucking paper, Kendall. What? Why is everything not out of your bag? Fuck you, that's why. <laughs> Listen, I guess that just speaks to the, the quality of your microphone. You should, you, get still those, you should get one of those felt bags. Like what comes in the... Uh, the um... Yep. That was <laughs> oh, the... man. We're having a rough time. All right, so... Uh... Crown Royal. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Just got to get it out there. Yep. 
I can't wait for Kyle to tell me what his least, what his, what his most favorite part of this whole lineup was because it's going to be none of it. <laughs> it's going to be the beer. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to play drink the beer? <laughs> me. Oh boy, what do I want? How do I play? Fellas, excuse me for one moment. All right, so let's talk NBA draft grades. Right, so guys. Just remember, I want you to drink your wine and your three sides throughout the hour, too. Sold. However you choose. But, all right. So, I'll kick it off. Well, let's just explain everything. So, this isn't counting what happened after the draft. No, this is draft night. Yeah, draft night. Draft no night. free agents, no anything. Understood, fellas. No, it's draft night. Anything that happens from the hours of 5 p.m. to the end of the draft. Draft night. Yeah, guys got it? Yep. All right. All right, biggest winners and losers. All right, number one, Golden State Warriors, big win. Wiseman, big loss, lost Clay Thompson. All right, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I'll talk about anything else for the rest of the hour. Mass, you want to lead it off? Nope. All right. I guess I'll lead it off. Mass, are you not going to talk tonight? I am. You haven't, though. So Wait, Kyle, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to lead off. We're just okay, gonna do, sir, Bob. We're just going to do the elephant in the room, and it's it's the cheap shot for me because I, I stole the first one. We're going to go A-plus for first pick overall being Anthony Edwards. Because, I mean, <clears throat> who, who isn't disappointed? Well, go ahead. I'll, I'll chime in after if I so, choose to. My feelings are as such, you know, we discussed last week that is the most NBA ready player and would, would, would fit the, the, the mold right away. And just the, the pick wasn't overthought. It was just, it didn't, the pick didn't take long to come in. It, it just, it seemed like the safe pick was the right pick uh, for me. And for that, for no, for no fanfare, I give it an A plus. And I think for a lot of people who are projecting picks, uh, this this was the pick, so I, I just I I have no faults with it. I would like to chime in. Good. Minnesota that doesn't count as talking mess. <laughs> Minnesota gets a B minus. Why? It has nothing to do with who they chose. It's how they went about choosing it. <laughs> Minnesota waited until the three second mark in their shot in their uh, shot clock in their draft clock. Because they were trying desperately to trade the first pick, and nobody would give what they were asking, so they picked Anthony. They picked Anthony Edwards because he was the, the what they viewed as the best. He might be the most NBA ready, but he ain't the best in the draft, and they should have taken Lamelo Ball. Well, I can understand the fact that here's they, the thing: Anthony Edwards fits their needs more, but they still could have shopped with Lamelo Ball. Right. No one's going to trade for Anthony Edwards. No, nobody's going to offer them what no, they're looking but, for. All right. you know, people would have what are they looking for? Looking for, for Lamelo. I agree in that sense, but I, I agree with Kendall's pick because Lamelo Ball and James Russell do not fit together. You don't know that. You have nothing to base that off of. They're both not good defenders. But, but, okay, but we've seen tons of we've seen tons of teams succeed with a bad backcourt and defense. Yeah, but it's also not good when their center doesn't play much defense either. Well, we've seen tons, seen tons of teams have success without defense. 
But then they're just as far as the Rockets. No, that's not true at all. It's my thing. What are you going to tell me that Carl doesn't tell us to play defense? Because he, he, he is very soft when it comes to other centers. No. I think he can play good defense when he wants to. Fuck out of here. So, so real quick. But soft against Jokic and he's soft against Embiid, not because they're better than him. He's soft because he's not a good perimeter to, to block defender. So, I mean, neither is Embiid. Embiid's not a good defender outside the paint. I give the, uh, the Timberwolves a C. Plus. <laughs> so, you defended no, 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 I like to the give him a shitter. I do rate. not like the other picks that they made. And I do not like the Ricky Rubio trade. You said nothing after. You... No, that, that, happened, that happened during the draft. No, it didn't. You said no trades. You said no trades. It happened. But you said no trades. No, it happened. You specifically said no, no trades. No, I said you could. You... Draft night trades are fine. No, you didn't say I that. I swear to God. You didn't. Don't believe a draft night trades are fine. Oh, All right, so real quick, real quick. Real quick. So I, I would bet any amount of money that Paul deserves to speak on this way more than I do at any time or circumstance. But. And, I, and with his points... But I'll speak I, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, just for the show. Um, for, for, for my argument, I, I think if there was any chance for, for a less of a potential draft day headache of, you know, oh, he, he picked, you know, the quote, wild card guy, they, they chose the safer route with Anthony Edwards. And I only say that, which, you know, is not a strong argument, but the argument being that, um, you know, the whole... LeVar Ball situation, you know, being a, such a personality and him finding a way, oh, he should have been like Toast of Excellence wearing the hat on draft night. <laughs> Damn it, if I could take it all back. Uh-huh. Um, but that, that, that's really my, my only, and it's, it's not an excellent point, but it's like, you know what, you kind of, you shake the headache right away <laughs> just because of that personality who is perhaps uninvited. Um, and, but not, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? It's just, it, it was just a thought I had, um, but who knows? We have, we have to see how a year unfolds. Mark, do you have any winners or losers? Um, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't watch the draft at all. Um, mostly cause I, I don't know any of the players. Um, you know, it was a good draft. I'll tell you what, though. The internet's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's... A it's, to it's, the Charlotte Hornets, drafting LaMelo Ball, uh, took arguably uh, the player with the most upside in the draft. Um, he should have been picked at one, so getting him at three is already a great start. Uh, he has some pitfalls. Um I really think he's one of the biggest boomer bust prospects in this draft, but you know, you're swinging for the fences and have a high chance of success with uh, getting Lamella Ball. I mean, you're going to get an identity with your team now. Um, I, I really think this was one of the better picks of the draft. So I, I do have a question for the folks at, at Tom and Chill. Is this in hindsight, or are we doing this as if like right after the draft? Right after the draft. I was asking Kyle. It's his segment. No, after the draft. Right. I have no opinion. I, I, I have a quick, so, quick question for the town. I'm sorry, Mark. The Charlotte Hornets, I think, got an A+. plus, Not because of the Lamelo Ball pick. I think the Vernon Carey pick was very underrated. They got a, they, they needed a center. 
what they did on draft night is completely erased with what they did the next couple nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have a quick question though for you guys. Because Lamelo didn't go first, did that basically automatically make him third? Was there ever like a chance that you know he would have went second, or is it kind of like if Anthony Edwards went first, then automatically kind of set the tides for him to be third? No, I think no, Golden State didn't need if it didn't if Lamelo went first, Anthony Edwards wouldn't have went second. The so Warriors were taking James three. Wiseman all the way until they were trading their pick. When did he go there? The, the 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 Golden State War. The only reason the Golden State Warriors might have taken Lamelo Ball was if they knew the severity of Clay Thompson's, Clay Thompson's injury prior. But even so, I think they still go Wiseman. I think Wiseman's the guy they go with all the way. So Golden State basically had the the easy pick of it all. Yeah, because I mean Minnesota was definitely not taking Wiseman. Figure. The only way Golden State got fucked over was if was if somebody, but if somebody traded up to one, they weren't trading up to one to get Wiseman. They were trading up to either get Lamelo or Anthony Edwards. So Golden State was in a in a win win situation. Do you think Lamelo brings any type of headache with him at all? No, no, because he already told his father to shut the fuck up. Lonzo, Lonzo took care of that when he left the Lakers. That's done. The only thing that they would do is LeVar versus MJ. And I mean, Lamelo. if LaMelo brings a headache, it's from his own ego, but he's not bringing any headache from his father. And I kind of feel like... No, that, that's, that's more what I meant. Not so much from LeVar, from his own... No, because he was very he was very well-behaved in Australia, and I don't see him changing in the NBA. He's also going to a team that's owned by arguably the biggest ego check in history. And they've actually got a player that can keep him in check now. Yeah. Like, low-key, I think that Gordon Hayward's signing a big turnaround for that franchise. It's the more important thing they've done in the offseason. We could talk about it real quick if you want. No. Because right. you said you said night after the draft, so this didn't even happen. All right. Paul, big loser? Oh, the Bulls. I think so. Yeah. Go ahead. Or is yours? Um, so, I mean... Here's the thing. It's cliche to say. If it's their guy, it's their guy. You can't fault them for picking, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the Patrick Williams, it, at four, it's just like you're going off of not knowing. He, he, he has a very high ceiling, but it's not that high compared to where he was in college. Who did you want at the four pick? Who did I want? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I allowed to change the whole order of the draft? Yeah, like, who, who was your, like, most... As a bull fan, you saw them at the four pick. Who did you want before the draft happened? Oh, so I mean, like, realistically? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I can't say LaMelo? No. Uh, okay, Isaac Okoro. Isaac Okoro? Well, I mean, really, really? Like, really, really, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, I mean... No, yeah, I'm going to say Isaac Cora. I can't say the guy because it just would have been so unrealistic. It would have made the Patrick Williams pick look like the steal of the century. So I think the Chicago Bulls... Those are unfair. So the Patrick Williams thing, they reached... If it's their guy, it's their guy, but I just think that there was other... They need so much help everywhere. Um, I mean, the three is kind of like the... 
the the glaring hole right now because they have Kobe White and Levine, they have Markinen and Gafford slash Wendell Carter. So like the three was the real kind of thorn in the side, but the team other than Levine, everybody else can be deemed a bench player. Um so I don't know. I just I think that they reached very hard and not my not my not my favorite thing. And I, I wasn't crazy about the second round pick either. So the actual guy, not the thirty-five year old old guy you people Googled. <laughs> so I agree and disagree. I love the Patrick Williams pick. Then the whole time they were thinking Denny, the kid from overseas, and I think Patrick Williams is a better three and D player. Denny's a better shooter and scorer. He, he had no defense. Yeah, I, I get, I get, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I think there was never a moment in the Chicago Bulls' mind that they were ever taking Denny. No, not after I saw that. Pick. Okay. The Patrick Williams. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying I don't think they ever thought that. I don't think he was ever a top three choice for them. In my opinion, I think their top three choices were Patrick Williams, Okoro, and Obi Top. Which of those three, I would have wanted Okoro. But then Williams and Obi Toppin. So Billy Donovan play style. If you're good enough to play for the Knicks, you're not good enough to play. <laughs> Billy Donovan play style is kind of a defensive-minded play style. Yeah. Um, and I think him trying to figure out the Bulls. I think Patrick Williams could be an Otto Porter right away. I think he could be better than Otto Porter halfway during the season. I think the Bulls were going to take a Coral. Can you tell me why? I saw a report that they they were um, they were sec- they finished second place for the Danny Green trade. Oh, they wanted Danny Green. If they had gotten Danny Green, I think it would have resulted in Markin and leaving. Okay. It would have been a Danny Green Markin and swap type of thing. They would have gotten Danny Green, and that would have led to Isaac Okoro because Patrick Williams is is a rookie version of Danny Green's three and D guy. Yeah. But the Bulls need shooting and they need defense. I, and I didn't like the second round pick. I think they could have picked a kind of tweener, like the start in the G League and then come up instead of an overseas guy. Yeah. But maybe they like him. I don't know. I don't know the reason. They have to take a foreign guy at some point. The Bulls are <laughs> stupid. Um, so I'll go hey, with the big one. I don't know if I you guys know this, Mavericks. but this bourbon cream is pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Dallas Mavericks had a hell of a draft. They drafted Josh Green. He's a 3D guy. They traded Seth Curry. Who, they lose shooting, but they added Josh Richardson, who gives him defense. A little less shooting. Green, I think, is the same type of player as Josh Richardson, but he's a good guy to come off the bench. I think what the Mavericks are doing is what? the Mavericks know that they can get any and all the scoring they need from Doncic. Well, no, but I'm saying, but from Doncic. Yeah. They're trying to they're trying to heavily exploit his playmaking abilities, mm-hmm. and, and and Richardson can do that. Is it Richardson, Richardson, Richards, Richards or Richardson, Richardson, Richardson. Who's Josh Richards? I'm sure he's somebody. No, he's definitely somebody. <laughs> I'm sure he's someone. He's a guy. But like also, the Mavericks kind of replaced the shooting with Ty Terry. Who's a sharp shooting point guard out of Stanford with the 31st pick? I love that pick. That's who I wanted the Sixers to take. But we'll get into that in a minute. And then they got 
Tyler Bay in the trade with the Sixers, who's kind of like a, I don't know who really, who really to compare him to, but he's a big, he's not a big body, he's 6'7", but he plays bigger than 6'7". And he fits the mold of that team. They're just finding players to complement uh, Doncic and Porzingis. So, I thought the Mavericks did a very good job. They got players to make them better instead of what the NBA is kind of all about. So, Kendall or anybody have a, a loser? Paul? Oh, is that to be a loser? I have a loser. I was going to be with a loser. Oh, okay. I'll rescind my hand. Do you have another loser from anybody? I have a loser. Okay. Uh, my loser actually is going to be uh, the Suns for selecting uh, Jalen Smith, uh, the center of Maryland, um, only because uh, it seems like it's not a team need uh, for the Suns, um, which, as I'm reading here, does not seem to be out of the norm for their, their drafting style. And to their credit, I guess there has been some success. Uh, but what is being written about uh, uh, Jalen Smith uh, is that he is more of a stretch five than a stretch four. Um, which actually I, I don't know exactly what that means in, in as far as a five versus a four in, in that stretch five meaning. Um, but with that, with that being said, I think you know he's a guy who probably would have fallen a lot more than being the tenth overall pick. A guy who probably would have ended up being like a fifteen, sixteen, and I, I think. You know, I can't remember what who had the, the Suns pick when we, we were doing the drafting last week. Um, but for, for them, I, I think that was kind of a, a waste pick. Um, I guess I would give them a C minus, a D plus. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, that was that was a very that, that was a reach pick in my opinion. <laughs> um, I didn't really know what to think of it at the time because I was watching it. I think Paul left for that moment, and it didn't make much sense to me. And I thought they could have used another. Tyrese Halliburton was there, and I thought that pick would have made a lot more sense. So you know what's interesting too? Um, I mean, this is just me being ignorant. I've never heard the term stretch five before. I've heard stretch four, which seems like almost always, um, but I've never heard the term uh. stretch five before. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if there's any stock in that or if that's just, you know, sports writer talk. No, there's definitely stretch five. Marcus Gasol is not a stretch five. Basically, the, the stretch four or stretch five is just any anybody who plays that position that can shoot the three. Yeah. Like Carl Anthony Towns is a stretch five. Joel Embiid is technically called a stretch five. Technically, okay. Yeah. So, is that ju- just because you're a big body, like a, a center, power forward? But. Is he a guy that can fit into that team eventually? Yeah. I think he takes a lot of time. The Suns are also really bad at drafting lately. So <laughs> The Suns always make me scratch my head. They drafted Josh Jackson, Dragon Bender. Well, Dragon the only one, that, the only one that's really hit was uh, Devin Booker. I would have selected uh, Dragon Bender in a heartbeat. Yeah. I say, that sounds like a very Kendall player. He's going to pan out. Uh, big winner. Paul? Uh, biggest winner. Detroit Pistons. Okay. Uh, they got three studs and Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, and Shadiq Bay. And they 
not they successfully in less than a calendar year properly blew up a team and then went all in on a rebuild successfully. They're not going to be. They're not going to win. Not going to be a playoff team this year. They're not even probably going to win thirty-five games. But they are going to have a huge infusion of youth, and they are going to set themselves up to be in a very good spot in four years' time. They are, they are absolutely starting this rebuild off perfect. Um, I agree. Well, um, no, no. People have disagreed with the Isaiah, the Isaiah Stewart pick. No, I like I like the, I, 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 I like Isaiah better. I like Isaiah stay. <laughs> I love Isaiah Stewart. In my opinion, I think the Pistons are trying to build rebuild the bad boys. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're trying to rebuild that type of atmosphere in Detroit. Um, and I think he fits the bill perfectly. They, they drafted a point guard. Derek Rose could play the two if needed. Um, they got Stewart. They got Sadiq Bay, who could play the stretch three, stretch four. I'm not going to talk about the draft picks. I mean, the, the signings. But I think they're trying to build a defensive powerhouse more than an offensive unit. I think they're trying to build, rebuild the Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman era. If that makes any sense to anybody. Not really, but I love you, Kyle. All right. Then we have another loser. Anybody? Uh, I don't have a loser. Uh, I have a winner. Mock Master. Give me a second. You guys aren't saying them, so I might have to. I don't think they were losers. No, no, no. Same winners. You said losers. No, no. Are we looking for winners or losers? Looking for losers. Um. I mean. Hey, real quick too. I mean, do you got you guys have the draft list up? Yeah, I pretty much know it. What's up? So real quick, I wrote down every pick that we did for the most part. Uh, I just, you know, we said we only had the first three right, but I was curious if we actually, in fact, had anyone, like, late round just by chance, like a, like a one-off name. No, we didn't. Are you sure? Did you write down everything? Yeah. I don't know if I believe you, but it's it's not enough for me to argue. Yeah, we I got a loser. Hayes in the first ten, so we suck. We didn't kill Hayes at all. You know what I'm saying? Killing wasn't even drafted. In ours. It's funny. It means he's not good. a loser. So, I'll go. Okay. I don't think the Hawks picked correct, correctly. They picked Oniqua Akwangu. It didn't make any sense to me. The Hawks needed a defensive-minded player to go along Trey Young, who had no defense. They traded for Clint Capella in the offseason, and they drafted another center. But there were many more, there were many different players they could have picked, like a Devin Vassell or a um, Isaiah Halliburton to go along with that. I just didn't like the center pick because I don't think they needed it. 
Um, ugh. I think that's a very bad pick by the Hawks. And I think they might have panicked because I think their guy went at five, Okoro. But I don't know. I don't know what you guys think of it. What do you guys think? I have a loser as well, though. Go ahead. Uh, powerhouse NCAA schools. Yeah. The number the the top four in NCAA arguably uh, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina. First time since two thousand, not one of not one player from those four schools was picked in the top ten. May I explain on that? Are you okay with it? Mm, yeah. So I think not having March Madness hurt a lot of stock on players. I know where you're going with this. I disagree. Okay. Because those players, here's the thing: when you're from a powerhouse school, those are the players, players that play at Duke, Kansas, UNC. Those types of goals, those are the guys that people know their names because they played at powerhouse schools. I mean, think about it from this standpoint. If the NFL season never happened this year, you're still going to know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey play for the Chiefs. You're going to know that this guy, you know, Brady's a buck. You're going to know that Jared Goff's a Ram. You know, you don't know these powerhouse type of teams' names, but like you're, you're going to struggle to remember, like, oh yeah, I forgot that guy played for that team. The powerhouse teams are the teams that you'd remember. Those are probably the most remembered names. Even if they weren't top 10 worthy, still the most remembered names. It was, here's the thing. It's losers for a hot second. It's not going to hurt anything for them. No. no next year, the, guys. Yeah, and next year the top 10 will probably be all four of those teams. But also big losers. Anybody who thought they'd be cool trades. <laughs> or we're not. All right. Do you have a winner or Massey or Bach? I do have one winner. And uh, Kyle, it is uh, your 76ers. Um, Wrong pick, Dick. I think the, the Tyrese Maxey was not a bad pick. Um, on, on my draft, actually, I had him going to Portland. Um, it does kind of go against what I was saying, what the, the, um, the professionals, anyway, were saying that about. Uh, needing a scorer uh, for that team. However, I like the pick because I think the, the one thing that I think that the 76ers have determined they needed is, oh, we need a superstar every time out of the draft or any time out of free agency, which doesn't have to be the case. You can just get... That's not what the Sixers think, you asshole. They think they need somebody that won't play for a year. Well, <laughs> be, be that as it may. Uh, somebody a two-time rookie of the year. <laughs> a two-time rookie of the year is right. But... Sometimes you just need a good basketball player, and I think that's what you get out of Tyrese Maxey, a guy who just is a soft player. So, the, the Sixers hired Dylan Morey from the Rockets, and in less than three weeks' time, he figured out exactly what they needed, and he addressed that um, a very big amount on draft night. Yeah, whatever. They got... <laughs> Kyle, I can't have them really touched your wine yet. Yeah. They got. Red, red they, they drafted Tyrese Maxey, who can shoot. They drafted Isaiah Joe, who can shoot. Joe! Joe! They, can, they traded for Seth Curry on draft night. I'm coming. Thanks for the announcement, Mark. What is the theme of this? Kendall. Three and D, three and D. I'm sorry, I, you cut out. 
what is the theme of what they did that night? Who the the Sixers? Yep, they got shooting. They got shooting. They don't need anybody besides Ben and Embiid to be stars on that team. So I mean, I, I guess are you disagreeing with what I'm saying or agreeing? Because I feel like we're saying the same thing. No, I'm agreeing. Okay. I'm not disagreeing. They did exactly what they needed to do. Tyrese Maxey fell to them at 21. Right, and uh, look, uh, I'm saying that's why I think it's a good pick. I mean, I mean, you guys know way better than I do, but I, I, I think no, the mold that... I'm agreeing with you. Okay, well then I'll leave it alone. Massey. What? I want you to talk about the Sacramento Kings. Do you think they were winners or losers? Hold on. <clears throat> Let me check my notes. Hey, so, Paul? Yeah. Uh, I like the bourbon cream a lot. I do. Do they sell it by the barrel full? I mean, they sell it by the fifth. That's good enough for me. I I mean, to the King selected Halberton. Um, I mean, he won't Halliburton. Halliburton. I'm sorry. He won't be a casual. Uh, fans definition of a start. He's not going to be your LeBron James or your uh, Antler combo. Um, but I mean, he's gonna he's gonna impact the game in a way that's not going to really be recorded in the stat box. Um, he's going to be a good shooter, uh, but he's going to be a dream backcourt mate for Fox. I mean. The kid is 6'5 and can shoot like a god. I, I, I really think that they ended up selecting a good pick with this. I think the Kings got the steal of the draft. The Kings got new management. And I think they did the right thing. He fell to 12. Even though it wasn't, he's technically a point guard. But obviously he's not going to play the point guard for the Kings. Because they have a guy named De'Aaron Fox. And I think that with that pick, it had shooting, it had defense, it had all the little things that you need. I think the King drafted deep. I think, honestly, he will be the best player in the draft when it's all said and done. Do they do, they do the same thing in basketball that they do in other sports where they like go back and look at past drafts? Yeah, they do it a lot. I'd say it seems like it'd be a real interesting thing to to do in basketball. Kendall Rock Cockrell plays for the Bucks. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But I do think Tyrese Halburn is the best player out of the draft when it's all said and done. Um Just my view on it. I think he's very underrated. I don't think he should have fell to twelve. I think the Knicks should have took him at eight. And but they took Obi Toppin because they made a promise to him. Just like the Sixers made a promise to Isaiah Joe. What do you What do you mean they made a promise to him? No, the Sixers made a promise to Isaiah Joe that said they were going to draft him. 
Does the NBA hold on to that draft loyalty? That so you, you slightly hear about it in football a little bit, like in especially in um, what's what's that uh, draft draft day movie where it's kind of like you know you know you draft meet, day draft day right, um, and you meet with the players and it seems to kind of be like an understanding going into it for the most part. I know things happen, but does that exist in the NBA because it's just so uh, this year excluded? But it is just kind of seem like it's it's. Uh, Pick oriented because of the chance of trade. I mean, but does that still exist? Yeah, because they both kept their promise. So I mean, there's still kind of like that, you know. Hey, we met, we talked for an hour. We like what this guy has. Blah blah blah. I just, I just seem like everything we, you know, we've known, especially past year, even in this draft, that there's still uncertainty about picks. I'd also like to see like how how much they really would push that. You know what I mean? Like if if one of those top three guys happens to fall all the way down, do they still you know abide or hold their their promise? Like I mean, if you're talking to a guy who was supposed to be like tenth overall and a guy who was fourth fell to you, yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta be. I gotta imagine that's happened. You know, if, if, if say Lamelo, I mean, just for the namesake, if Lamelo falls, they're like, well, we promised this guy, but this guy's better. You know. <laughs> I mean, oh, they yeah, can't no, all be Brian Scalabrini. Just go, Nick. Come on. Somebody's got a yeah. pretty good stream of urine going right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, got, he was exposed on the 14th. So, what do you think? We take a quick break? Yeah, we can take a break real quick. Uh, that's cool with everybody. Come back in a few minutes. Yeah. All right. Just go. All right. And we are back on the PPRN radio network. It is now uh, Live again, three twenty four seven three sixty five. Uh, the Riddler and Massey just unmute their mics, and they can join us on the beauty that is uh, Skype power. The, the mask gave me like a middle finger and a index finger, which is like a peace fuck you, which is basically the best compliment someone can give. <laughs> the mask is giving a double middle finger now in the the screen, which actually it, it counteracts itself. Uh, but yes, Kendall, fuck you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Come on, I would never say something like that to you. Up yours, mess. <laughs> um, Kendall, you should probably die. Whoa! Hey, that's, did you that's the main so course? Cool. Yes, I enjoyed the, the the main course of Thanksgiving very much, uh, courtesy of the Riddler. As did I. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Liar! He's a liar. Uh, I can tell. I drink the nips. Come on, Kyle, drink some wine. You have to drink half of it, Kyle. Who's the deal? All right, Kyle, come on, chug it. Right, everyone say chug on three and then chant chug. Does anybody else drink half of it? Yep. Oh, I don't believe chug, you. chug, 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 chug. I, I did. I, I mean, the the pretty much the uh, the courses have not been good to me. <laughs> this is your idea, Mock. Well, the courses I, I, listen, have been good to me. I said from the start. I think this is going to be a good idea, but I don't want to do it. Still your idea. I have a surprise for you guys as well at the end uh, of the show. 
You know, it would have been really funny if he just iced Kyle. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Oh, that would be funny. Because <laughs> I'd be really <laughs> fucked. <laughs> be hilarious. Hey, I had a water in here. Did you drink it? <clears throat> it's actually your cap. I should have that hiccup. Next week, or whenever we go back to the studio, we got to do our usual. We're wrong about every football, uh, baseball free agent. Well, usually our annual uh, look dumbathon. Like, when you're so probably not going to back to the Phillies, but I'd be a, I'd be a happy if he did. He's going back. I I don't think so. I don't know. You guys are going to trade him for Yadier Molina. You want two hundred million dollars a year? Yeah. Yeah, but he well, he just he's been all over social media like crying about he doesn't want to play for a big market place, which somehow Philadelphia is excluded from that you know group for some reason. Um, if the Phillies don't get him, they're going after pitching. Partially, he's okay with that. I mean, I, I always like I I hate the standpoint of players like you know oh if I don't play in New York, Chicago, Boston, or Los Angeles, you know th- these are the only major you know you know sports franchises. Mm-hmm. However, but my the per capita yeah. cities of you know Houston and Philadelphia, <laughs> Washington D.C. are comparable in certain extents. It's a long time. I'm not sure. Come on, Kyle. together. I hate wine. Oh no, Kyle. We have a whole wine talking. show planned. Cheers to, cheers to your, your penis. So we've been trying to do a wine show for three years. Wine is fucking terrible. You're fucking terrible. That's you have a vagina. Yeah, Kyle, at least I have something down there. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Show him. That. Show him. He's challenging you to show him. I'll show you my dick so fat, you won't even know that comes okay, coming listen, out. Okay, listen, listen. This is a radio show after all, so if you're going to talk about it, at least show your hand penis to the audience. <laughs> my, my dick? Oh it's my pretty God. gray. <laughs> I don't want to say it's gray, but I will say that it's similar to the color. Oh, of the Kendall, hold on. Here you go. Oh, my. Is that an oil <laughs> dipstick? What is that? That's a metal straw. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Hey guys, what are we talking about this hour? Somebody give me some Riddler's rankings. We haven't done those in a while. I'll do multiple. Let's go. Best sports right. movies all time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we start, so everyone's got to, you know, we didn't eat any actual food, so it's digestive. It's pretty bogus here. But it's important that we still digest the liquor. So a popular digestive is uh, something in the, the brandy cognac area, but also in the. What the fuck just happened? That was hilarious. Tom Tom Brady just threw a pass that was batted back to him, and then he threw it again. Did he come on? That's not allowed. Yeah, it is, technically. I thought you could do that double pass thing. It never passed the line of scrimmage. Listen, motherfucker, did it complete the pass or not? God, Paul, you're a bad friend. Why am I a bad friend? Because I asked you a question three times and you didn't answer me. All right. Well, I was—I mean, I was talking the entire time, so you uh, weren't though. I, I've been talking for the past five minutes. But you weren't. I'll play it back for you later. Okay. So I guess I'm just a real fucktard then. What yep. happened? I'm sorry. I was at the urination station. 
Kendall's a fucktard, too. See, Kendall's not an asshole. He left the podcast, but I'm an asshole for talking. Something Mass hasn't done, you know, in seven weeks. Anyway, your digestive is going to be Bartles and James Ginger and Lemon Wine Cooler, because both ginger and lemon are digestives. It'll help you digest the liquor. Everybody go ahead and crack that and take a sip. I want to get everybody's reactions. So excited for this. Oh, this smells terrible. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. Everyone everyone take a big sip. Can we go around the room real quick and give our honest reaction? I've already tried it. I like it. It tastes a lot better than it smells. Ginger deserves to die. That is vile. It's not that bad. Pretty terrible. I, I'll tell you, I wish this was not alcohol. Is it not alcoholic? No, it's got alcohol on it. I, I wish it didn't exist. But if it was not alcohol, I would have it. I agree with you, Mark. wish Kyle didn't exist. Kendall. Yes. How many of those Zing Bloody Mary cans that are not alcoholic, how many of you could shotgun? Oh. Non-alcoholic. Yeah, like these green cans that you got. There's no booze in them. How many do you think you could chuck them? Oh my uh, god! Probably the better part of like fourteen, fifteen. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Kendall! In ten minutes? Oh, in ten minutes? Uh yeah. I mean, probably still close to that number. <laughs> maybe, maybe more closer to like eleven. That's fair. You know, this This is not so bad, this Bartles and James, which is, uh, I like the spelling of James a lot, J-A-Y-M-E-S, um, but it tastes a lot like Kendall, a dentist office. Kendall, have you ever seen, have you ever seen B&J wine coolers? Yeah, this is the That's same Bartles company. <laughs> I feel like an asshole, I love it. I think it's the worst thing I've ever tasted. Yeah, I tell you, that was that was top five, terrible. I mean, I well, do want to know. And that was the deal y'all made. I am interested in the person who's like, man, I love this product. I mean, I'd like to talk to him in person. Finish the one. If they're like, hey, you guys get a uh, 12 pack of the old ginger and lemon fucking wine coolers? Somebody give me a Ripple's ranking. Wine? No. That's Bourbon County's. Uh, all right. Number one is the 2014 Bourbon and County. Uh, number two is the 2017 Bourbon County. Number three is the 2016 Cherry Mouchon Bourbon County. Uh, number four is the 2018 Vanilla Bourbon County. And number five is the 2013 uh, Barley Wine Bourbon County. Anybody else got one? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I was actually thinking about that. The Bourbon County is, uh, it is, you know, for the people who are, are fans of uh, the beverage, uh, it is Bourbon County season very soon. Um, I'm not going to reveal yeah, the information, but, fr- but Friday is the day. So if you're going to go, oh, man. do some searching. That'd be a real bummer of a COVID test for you, Paul. 
Hey, Mark, why don't you fucking die, right? Well, you know, here's the real bummer. Um, uh, That was a super mean thing to say, Mark. It wasn't. I just thought of it. Yeah, and not very nice because, you know, what? the guy who brings in uh, the most outside Bourbon County guys might be off the shelf. So not very nice either. If if I have COVID, I can't get any Bourbon County this year. But, hey, listen, let's hope that's not the case. Yeah, because I want a case. Bingo. Top five worst quarterbacks have you you have seen in this lifetime? <sighs> I mean, there's so many. No, just off the top of your head. Um, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's terrible. Um, I think it's all five partner quarterbacks. Skelton. Cobb. Uh, Ryan Mallett. And Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> hey, remember when Kevin Cobb like fought really hard for more money in his contract and then lost his starting job before <laughs> training camp? Yep. Yeah. Listen, that guy's a legend. I you know what? I'm gonna take uh can I take uh Kevin Cobb out of that and put in Matt Lenart? Sure. And I'm gonna take Jimmy Clausen out and put in Jamarcus Russell. I mean they all deserve to be in the top seven. Yeah. And Bears Cordell Stewart. He wasn't bad. He was a bad quarterback. Real quick, I think I do have actually really good, you know, Riddler's rankings. I do it, man. Who do you think is the the top five uh, 06 Chicago Bear? Top five 06 Chicago Bears? Yeah, the the team that that made it to the Super Bowl. All right, number one. Devin Posey. No. Number two. Wait, who did Kyle just say? Devin Hester. I'm sorry. I thought you saw somebody. I thought you said something entirely different. No, I said Devin Hester. I thought you said it's like Tevin Masty. I was like, that guy does not exist. Yeah, he was a long time bear. <laughs> How dare you? I do have a Tevin Masty jersey. Um,. It evaporates if you see sunlight. Get rid of it. No, no, I kept oh, it. Oh, Kendall. Kendall, we figured out that Kyle gave that Cam Hayward jersey to Pat. Oh, really? Just like the, the I did. Just like the the, the Patriots uh, cap I gave him that he put in this trunk that disappeared forever. <laughs> That's supposed to get time machine. I actually, I'd like to jump in there and see where I end up. All right. Uh, Erlacher, Erlacher one, Nathan Basher two, uh, Devin Hester three, Tommy Harris four, and just for the name, Tank Johnson five. Wow, Tank Johnson makes the top, top five. Can we do Mock's top five worst NBA managers? No. <laughs> Rob Hannigan. Rob Hannigan. I got three out of the way. Anybody else got a Riddler's ranking they'd like me to do? So, uh, Kyle nicknames. Uh, number one, Mojito. 
Nah, actually, number one, Nat King Souls. I like that one, huh? Yeah, number two, Mojito. Number three, K-Quick Souls. Number four, Yoshi. And number five, Smelly. Just kidding, guy. It should be Milwaukee. No, number five... Actually, you know what number five is? Regis Souls. No. Number five is Massey. What? <laughs> huh? you call yourself Massey, like, every, like, six weeks... Do I? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, machine washable. Nope. Massy. <laughs> Kyle, you should only do that if you hate yourself. It, it, it really just, it tickles me every time I hear it. Well, hey, Massy, I list. do hate myself. All right. Hey, I hate so me the too, jokes so Let's from the darkness you. for a second. I look like the lead singer of NSYNC. You don't. And I know that because they're on... The little wall in Massey's house going into the living room. I'll take Joy of Town. No, you don't. That ain't more. <laughs> that is an amazing <laughs> compliment like one could give themselves. I look like Joey of Town. <laughs> Top 10 things people don't say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, real quick. Just for. Did you get another interception? Uh, d- just for Rebecca's sake, and then the, so we can address the, the one eighth of a percent of our audience. Paul is such a big fan. Uh, can you give us, uh, because The Undertaker has since retired from uh, professional wrestling, uh, can you give us a really <laughs> ranking of, uh, what is say, does have to be matches, because, you know, everyone's freaking done that. Just what about under Undertaker moments, something that just stood out to you as a fan, a, a top five? Top five Undertaker moments? Yeah, it could be match excluded. Just the stuff that stood out to you as a longtime fan and probably the biggest fan of the group. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. In my opinion, it's all you. This is a. This is the the Riddler's rankings. All right, number five is The Undertaker defeating Psycho Sid for the championship at WrestleMania 13. Uh, number four would be um, Undertaker's debut with the 1990 Survivor Series. Number three would be Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Uh, number two is the Undertaker-Mankind-Hell in the Cell match from the 1998 King of the Ring. And then number one would be... Um, the under the, the the initial Undertaker Kane saga from the nineteen ninety eight Hell in the uh, what the hell pay per view was that? It was a ninety eight but Bad Bad Blood ninety eight ninety seven Bad Blood to ninety eight WrestleMania whatever WrestleMania that was in ninety eight um, that that initial Kane feud. It's a good list. Hey, you know, actually. Fuck up. It's pretty much 30 years of greatness minus the giant Gonzalez match. <laughs> hey, you know, I'll tell you, this is our chance. It appears that he's he's willing to do any sort of media whatsoever. We should just start barraging his, like, his social media slash publicist and see if we can score, like, a really cheap interview for an hour. I've already sent him a private message that I promised him I could get him more whiskey than he could drink if he'd sit down and talk with me for a half hour. I mean, that's a pretty awesome promise. And He's uh, a bourbon guy. I know he is. But He's I mean, regardless. Yeah. 
I told I told him that I would I told him I'd get him triple the whiskey he could drink if he brought Booker T with him. Oh man. <laughs> you dig it, sucker. Can we go to the dessert real quick? Why? Because you're really interested? Yeah, I never had it. No. <laughs> Take one healthy three second chug of that and then we'll go to the dessert cup. And one, two, three. All right, let's go to the dessert. I might throw up after that. And then let's finish it. Anybody have anything they want to talk about? Because it's too early to cut out. It's too early to quit. Go to the dessert. The dessert is a peanut butter whiskey, something sweet. This peanut butter whiskey, I can promise you, is severely sweet, so it's very desserty. might throw up after that. Oh, I'm going to throw up off this. So everybody has their peanut butter whiskey. Drink at your own. Leisure, because uh, I know, like, if you're a Kendall, you're going to go back for some of those uh, main course sides before you get to the dessert. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm all done. I got to have my outside beverage to clean up my dessert. But yeah, I think. Um, to, to wrap up our, our you know, I mean, we're, not, we're not signing off yet, but um, we got, I got some stuff to talk about for our, uh, our our show as we have our dessert. If you guys are ready. No, Kai, you like it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's already had the dessert? Yeah, he already drank it. Oh, well, man. All right. So, hey, listen, as the rest of us have our dessert, um, you know, as corny it is, but, you know, we are a radio show, a podcast, and, you know, it's been... Through a lot this year, as you guys have all, you know, been here with us, dealing with all the nonsense with it, and, you know, it's just, it's been a tough go of it, you know, especially now, and, uh, you know, getting into our holiday season, you know, you, we, we do what we can, but I, I thought of this, and I sent it to the, 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 the message board for us, which it didn't get a lot of, you know, traction, but I just thought it'd be fun to do just for the sake of it, because it, it's not a lot that goes with it, but... I think we should do our 2020 what we're most thankful for in sports. Could be anything. Could be anything. Could be nonsense. Could be serious. But just stuff to kind of, you know, something to talk about. Something for content, you know. Uh, I'm just thankful for sports being on. Uh, hey, listen, that, that could be just it for you. And that's fine. But, hey, listen, the rest of us, we have to have some dessert. So we have to have something to go off of. Uh, you guys ready? Well, uh, I'm serious. Like, there's been talks about canceling seasons and canceling everything. NFL through week 11. And I don't think they're going to stop. I, uh, Baseball started late. But you know what? It gave us a playoff to always remember. The NBA was whatever. Oh, but the bubble wasn't. The politics were yeah. yeah. Like, the bubble, like the Suns and the Blazers and the Spurs. You're all naming a bunch of teams that didn't do anything. You're right, them. but, like, they did good in the bubble. Like, yeah. they gave the national no, spot. Real quick, before we go to the thankful thing, Kendall, which I am thankful that you thought of something to be thankful for. Um, because the, this is the episode before Thanksgiving, which means the next time we, we do an episode, we'll be in the Christmas season. Uh, how do you guys feel about doing a, uh, Rebecca included, a six-person secret Santa? Yeah, I think that'd be good. You guys, everybody in on that? Yep. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. 50 bucks? Who said maybe? Mass. 
Mass, you just not want to be part of it? I don't know. All right, so five person Secret Santa. We'll leave Mass out. Well, I'll I'll start a chat with the five of us, and we'll do a we'll talk about a, a, what we what we want to do as a cap dollar amount. I mean, obviously we're not going to do a hundred dollars, but I don't want to do five dollars either. So I'll Mass, start a chat. Mass, I'm and, getting. Uh, I'd like to do a Secret Santa, and hopefully we'll be able to be live at that point and exchange some gifts. Maybe a couple gifts, one sports and one personal, whatever. But um, yeah, I think it has to be a dildo grab bag. There you go. Uh, thankful. Sure, fuck it, I'll do it. I'm thankful for, and this is obviously very biased, but I'm very thankful for the 2020 Chicago White Sox because uh, the rest of the 2020 teams, no bueno. <laughs> Well, I mean, to, to speak on the Riddler's, uh, you know, most thankful for, I mean, that is for sure, other than the, the San Diego Padres, the most exciting team in baseball, because it was the most surprising, you know, it's like, if you went into this year, COVID or not, if you think, oh, you know, I mean, we, we sort of talked about the like, Chicago is going to be, you know, hey, that's, that's the team to win, but with everything going down, you're like, oh, well, that's the team the most likely to fail, and that turned out not to be the case. So I think that that is an awesome, you know, hey, I'm, I'm thankful for, especially for a city so passionate about sports, a city so not desperate, but but so desperate for something exciting to happen. It's a city very deserving that doesn't get the recognition it deserves. Um, I think is, is a good, you know, hey, thankful for 2020 sports. So I, I give that uh, much kudos. If we're going off like a personal level thing, I'm thankful for Ben Roethlisberger. He's proven that, you know, the Steelers could be or are a very dominant team with him in the lineup. And with 2020 being the way it is, especially, like, with the passing of my grandmother and all that stuff, he's really helped. Like, the Steelers being that good have made 2020 just a little bit better. Yeah, there you go. I like that a lot, too. It's it's a good thing to be thankful for. Um. All right. Super depressed now. Um. Yeah, you know, I was ready to like line up a Roethlisberger joke, and you can't do that now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I have something I'm thankful for, but it's gonna kind of not sit well right now. Uh, I'm very thankful for the success of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Tom Brady's not assistant quarterback. Hey, that's fair. That's a good. That's a good thing to be thankful for. If, if you I'm also thankful for Ryan Suckup kicking field goals again. <laughs> a real, a real stinker of a support, but I like it. <laughs> Mark, pretty much thankful for anything that causes the Steelers fans of the world pain. You didn't mean that. I do. It's his fourth favorite team. Well, pretty thankful that uh, we discovered disc golf. What's this weed business? <laughs> that, that's been uh, pretty awesome. You're pretty thankful that you were introduced to disc golf, you mean? However you want to word it. Very different. Yeah, disc, disc golf can get to us. It's, it's a shame I gave it up. What? It's a shame I gave it up. Uh, you know what? This is a good time to say it. I'm thankful for another year on this planet as of uh, 
58 minutes from now. Thankful for another year on the planet. Hey, there you That's go. Good. Two more to go. <laughs> there you go. Um, Madison? And, hey, Rebecca? She she hears you. What is it? Share, share me through the headphones. I'm Rebecca. I'm very grateful for three straight decades of the greatest WWE superstar of all time. I, I was really hoping. You know, like, I'm really thankful that he's finally retired. Just just to throw the jab. And and Rebecca? She's still listening. I, I, no, I can't do it. All right. Well, she, she she gave the uh, the iconic uh, uh, the fist to the air, you know, moment. Yeah, that's not that's not the iconic one. So that's why she's a bad Undertaker fan. Yeah, which is understood. It, it doesn't matter. She 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 just questioned it, but she can't hear it, so it doesn't matter. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, um, there you go. Uh, Bill, can you tell us what you wanted to say but didn't? <laughs> no, not on there. Not on there. Wow. I, I have sort of a, a, a stinker thing that I'm uh, thankful for in 2020 sports. Um, uh, Why does that have to be just sports, Kendall? Well, it doesn't have to be. It's just something that came to mind because everything we discussed earlier. Um, but I, I can I can have a second one for sure. But I, I just feel that I, I have to live. Uh, leave rather all the people who are sports fans with something kind of dis- distasteful and something that I kind of believe in. In that, uh, I'm grateful that the uh, Houston Astros uh, made it to the uh, American League Championship. You know, d- you know, despite all the cheating, you know, uh, allegations. You know, good baseball comes from good baseball, and uh, I'm sorry that you know uh, a modern day you know cheating thing comes from modern day baseball. I'm sorry that you guys don't think baseball is played on a typewriter uh, for all you guys watching baseball. So take that. Boom. <laughs> all right. I'm thankful for you fucks. Oh, Kyle, come on. Come on. Oh, come on. Find you guys anywhere. <laughs> You're a diamond. Di- all I got to do is park my car in an orchard and I can find you guys. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Get an orchard going you, anywhere. Quoting you, Massey. Well, Massey doesn't love you. <laughs> big big head shake no for the best of any of us oh. I think he left no mass is there he's there he, oh big middle finger from the mask god he's so mad now I can see how angry he is <laughs> and thumbs up he's so happy he's so happy now <laughs> hey wait do, do we already have dessert oh god he god he's emphasizing masturbation upon us unbelievable <laughs> Oh, God, no one's laughing. I feel so alone. Would <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, everyone have dessert without me? Our, our GSMD uh, course, I, is it over? I took some of it. it. It's pretty average. Oh, well, I guess I'll, I'll have my dessert now, which I, I admittedly I actually have had before, so I, I do kind of know what I'm in for. Um, but I'll give, you, I'll give you an honest opinion. I have my, my my entire show of beverages joined me, which has uh, been the truly lemonade hard seltzer, which is basically everything you could imagine that it is. But I, I'll tell you about it later. I'm pretty pumped to make these. I'm making these. 
They're tacos inside of orange chicken, orange fried chicken shells. Like tonight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul, get to work. Start making this. I'm hey, taking my assistant coach, Mike Mock. Yeah, Kyle, we, we did a bad job. I'm thankful for Kevin Nash. Uh... What did you say, Paul? Thankful for Kevin Nash. Mm. No thanks. I'm thankful for despite having a losing NFL season in the works. I'm just uh, I'm thankful for Saquon Barkley going down early. That's not very nice. Yeah, I don't know. No, but sure, I'm thankful for all you guys. Uh, hey. I'm thankful for all you guys too. You guys are all yes. good guys. Very much likewise. I've been friends with you guys since I was little. Not me. No? But it feels like we would have been. It's weird, Kyle. I feel like I've known you since I was in the sack. <laughs> I'm grateful for all you guys. Well, you know what? for you, Kendall. Very nice. I, I appreciate it. Piece of garbage. Very, yeah. very much appreciate hearing that. Um, especially, you know, everything <laughs> that I'm going through. Kendall, uh, first year being my friend, he'd always ditched me. Kyle. Went in... Why don't you describe Kendall's outfit the first time you met him? He's wearing Steelers sweatpants, Steelers sweatshirt, and a Steelers hat. We call oh, that a Steelers jumpsuit. So, so and is it fair to say, Kyle, that if he wasn't wearing all Steelers stuff, you would not be friends with Kendall? No, because we both got bullied by Josh Russell in study hall. <laughs> but but there's no way you weren't like, oh, man, he's got Steelers stuff. We're going to be best friends. I didn't know Kendall at that time. But he was wearing Steelers stuff. I didn't know Kendall at that time. He, but he was wearing Steelers stuff. That's all you needed me. to know. He saw me, and he was definitely turned on. And I was turned. <laughs> I was turned on by his oddly, you know, Philadelphia Phillies of the early two two thousands uh, apparel that he had. I was wearing my Steelers jumpsuit for an entire year. <laughs> had a really good soak to it. Yes, the, the, there's only so many Steelers every possible clothing item they could have. And I had them all. It made, it made high school gym very interesting. Kyle, let me ask you, was he wearing the, uh, like the, what are they, what are they, uh, what the hell kind of, they're not crew, are they crew socks? Your, your high socks that you wear there, Kendall? Uh, the, the, yeah, answer, crew, the answer, the answer. Crew socks are half high. The answer is yes, I had those. And, <laughs> and and the follow-up answer to your question is yes, my high school gym freshman year consisted of a Super Bowl forty uh, Steelers winning t-shirt because it was gray and had the uh, the score and, and the, the emblem on it. So yes, that was a big part of my high school ensemble. Kendall, did we have math ideas together? Uh... Freshman year, no, but sophomore year, yes, we covered all the bases. No, senior year. Oh yes, there's <laughs> there's no chance we didn't because we were unperforming, you know, classmates who you know. What is math ideas? Exactly, because you know that's not a math class you heard of if you can do math. So that's all I remember it, is that me and Kendall <laughs> had to make like a like a box out of like geometry. Yeah, basically, like. The final in that class was, hey, can you make a chart that makes sense? And uh, we barely I made failed. it through. 
Hey, I don't know about you guys, but I am like a really weird drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is everything I so wanted to be. Let's like I, I am in a real weird place right now. <laughs> so, what was your guys' favorite part of the uh, the course? Did you guys? I mean, I know it was gross pretty much overall, but did you think it was a, it was a good representation? I tell you, I could go back for another co- like a, a appetizer, which is usually the case. So, outside of the beer, what, what's your guys' favorite? What was your guys' favorite part? If you had to pick one, so the the apple the uh, the apple absolute was was tolerable. I think I, th- I think that that would be good in a cocktail. To be honest with you, the bourbon connection was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Kendall, uh, for me, the entire wine versus side profile was perfect. I, I that's my favorite part. Of it all, I, I would do that whole thing again in a heartbeat. Kendall, the wrong guy to ask. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you for having a, a really meaningful opinion. <laughs> Is there anybody who hasn't thrown away pieces yet? I'm sorry? Is there anybody who hasn't thrown away pieces? Oh, I have not thrown away a thing. Take take a picture of all of it so that and send it to whoever to put it as the picture. I mean, I can show you my disaster case on the floor. No, 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 I'm just saying take a picture of it at the end of this so that, or, or save it for tomorrow and take a picture. Now you're going to drink after the show's over. Um, and uh, sit, like, take a picture for like our upload picture instead of our beers. Hey, Kendall, what is quarantine drinking looking like at, in uh, Milford? So, you know what's crazy? Since, Wait, our, last, you next week and since, our, since our last show, this is the first time I've drank. So uh, this has been a very nice transition for me because, I mean, usually I average, you know, two or three drinking nights a week. So this is being the, the, the second drinking night in a week's time. So it, it hit me pretty hard because of the stuff we're drinking and uh, because of, like, just the variety in general. So uh, this was like what... The Riddler picked out for Thanksgiving has been so perfect for me because I, I, you know, won't get to experience a Thanksgiving per normal, and um, it, it was it was perfect because the originality was was so fun. And uh, if anyone who is avid drinkers like we are on Getting Sports with Drunk and listening to the show, if you were to ever do something nearly as original as we did. Uh, let this be the kind of like the, the framework for how you do it. So much credit to the Riddler, much uh, credit to, you know, Machine Washable for coming up with the concept. And no, I did not. I did not create the concept. This is not my, I didn't. The name uh, is by chance. Credit. credit. What was everybody's least favorite part? Why? Uh, the Bloody Mary. Bloody Marys are awful. Yeah, that. Bloody Marys are awesome. Kennedy, you don't even drink real Bloody Marys because you don't. Are eat you the kidding celery. me? Uh, no. You, you you show up at, uh, on a desktop, you know, pool party. I'll, I'll fight you anytime. Uh, like like a virtual pool party? Right. Yes. Something something that requires. We a... we can have a virtual fight. I'm in for that. <laughs> 
Fuck that thing. We'll do it on the Zoom. It's got to be a Zoom pool party. That's the only way we fight. Alright, so before we sign off, I have a couple announcements I'd like to make for some future shows. So we're getting into that time of the year where things become a little bit more predictable. So in the coming weeks, in no specific order, we're going to be doing our we're very, very wrong about where they land MLB free agency. Uh, as well as a NBA kickoff show, because that's coming up very soon. Um... As always, the uh, the show after Christmas, but before New Year's, will be our annual Drunkies. As well as some more work in there, we are going to be playing a fun new game called Where in the World Did Those International Beers Come From? Which is going to involve uh, intoxication and darts, so that should be interesting. And... Uh, we're also going to be the uh, the show before Christmas, assuming we're live, which I, I think we should be. I, uh, I purchased a fun thing. We're going to be doing, uh, for that show, I think uh, everybody can get home okay if they have, uh, I'm trying to think, hold on. Hey, what's one-fifth times 12? 12 fifths. So two and two fifths. I think everybody could drive home on two two and two fifths beers, right? Mass smock. Yeah, probably. I purchased a uh, a variety pack from a certain brewery that I will really nameless until the time I release it. But it's the uh, the twelve days of Christmas variety pack. So it's twelve different beers, all different styles, and we're gonna do a complete twelve beer flight. Tiny hooker, baby. For the whole for the whole show that week. Man, I hope I get maids of milking. No, no, no. Like everyone's gonna taste all twelve beers. You know, I tell you, I, I I figured that, but I thought that that was gonna get at least a chuckle out of somebody, and that didn't. So it's cool. Yeah. Uh, anybody have any closing remarks? Enjoy yeah. your Thanksgiving, fellas. And to all the listeners, uh, thanks. enjoy. Happy Thanksgiving, all. We'll, uh, we'll see you on the other, uh, other side of Closing it. remarks. Uh, Rams have won it. Probably. Nah, the Bucks lost it. That too. So one or the other. Well, it's the wrong system. They're just not running the right system down there. That's Jordan Fuller's uh, second interception tonight. Uh, number 199 pick picks off the other 199 pick twice tonight. I didn't care for that. Yeah, not at all. Basically, what I, heard I don't was, really care what you care about. So all I heard, that. all I heard, Massey say was a below-average defensive back has two interceptions. All I heard was you should probably kill yourself. Well, hey, listen. Um, that was super aggressive. <laughs> Hey, listen, uh, PPRN has returned to its 24-hour... I guess no, not thankful for, and it's my existence. That's true. Uh, PPRN returned to its 24-hour music format. It's now uh, basically... I, I don't have the number exactly, but basically it's four days of music uh, without a repeat. It, it, listen, if you want to go and listen and listen and listen, and if you can catch a repeat... That plays a lot awesome the game. 
And if, if you can catch a repeat, then we're going to send you $100 in, in a 24-hour period. But listen, Now, when you say we're going to send you... Listen, PPRN is going to send you a $100 <laughs> uh, coupon or whatever. But listen... You got to listen because uh, we can't guarantee it. There, there's like 850 songs, so you got to prove us wrong. But listen, and uh, we are now. This is the, the the station is basically since since its reboot is this week old. So this actually, if you're listening tonight, this is the first time that you're hearing "Getting Supposed to Drunk" live on the new uh, PPRN Live 365 app. Go ahead, download Live 365 on uh, whatever your streaming platform. You know, whether it's, you know, iTunes, whether it's, you know, Google Play, type Live 365, you'll find PPRM. I'm sorry? You took your segment on where they can find it. No, he's just announcing the new app. <laughs> hey, well, Mark, where can they... Hey, Mark, where can they find us? You can find us on, on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses. Whether it's getting thinks or sorry, drinks giving with drunk or having somebody you thought was a close friend of yours wishing that you were dead. Find us and subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Uh, as the rat already mentioned, download the Live 365 app, find PPRN, give it a heart, so that every time you load that app, it pops right up. Uh, lot of, I, I tell you, I had it playing the other day for a while. A lot of, lot of good stuff happening. Um, you know, good, good mix of music, a little bit of everything. Check it out. You know, yeah. you know, did did you guys help make the playlist like you and Rebecca? We contributed some songs, yes. So there was a song that played that as soon as it started, I was like, this had to have been Kendall. What song is that? Uh it was the Cheers theme song. No, I actually you know Rebecca picked that of all people. But um hey listen, that's an awesome song. <laughs> so that's an awesome pick. It started playing, and I was like, "This has to have been Kendall." You guys, you guys want to sing it as a crew? <laughs> I think we should. Until next, post this cupcake, the Riddler. I'm Mark. Machine washable. Nope. Kyle. Massacre is Massey. Uh, I didn't hear Kyle say oh. anything. Massacre is Massey. And nope. what happened? The Rat of a Red Baron. Yeah.